previously on Rab Deck. Two words, Brad. What's that? Pop hearts. Pop hearts? Come on, let's go, let's go get some pop hearts. Once I open this door, there's no turning back. Are you sure this is what you want? Uh, excuse me, sir. Do you need any uh, help today? Get the fuck away from me. I don't want your Whoa. help. Had enough. It's gonna stop. I am gonna be the cop that stops it. Oh, uh, yeah? Excuse me. I just wanted to point out that I think I think your particular habiliments are quite stylish, and I think you have a very good sense of dress. Over. End of this. On Wildebeest, we just got like a new shipment in of these like crazy fucking feral Wildebeest. I'm coming to your house. I'm coming to your house. You have a camera up your nose. Why does Walmart have wildebeest? When do they start carrying livestock? Oh no, they've been carrying like wildebeest for like. No, you want to get one of these? You want to get one of these? I tried to tell you. Oh my god! Jonathan, have the top hat. Oh my god! Oh my god! In the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. I'm going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Yes, uh, Alex, we will we will miss you. We'll be thinking about you, especially as we sell off your prized possessions. You want us to um, go get his body? No, leave him out there. Hello, and welcome to Scream Louder, Rap Jack Provoked. Hi guys, and welcome to episode 50 of Ramjack. I am Digia Alex, and joining me today in the Ramjack studios are Brad. Hey, Robert. And, and, and Jonathan. Hey, Digia Alex, how are you today? I am great. You are looking so right, so tight today, Jonathan. Hmm, thank you. Brad, <clears throat> maybe we should uh, do a little uh, explaining because. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. What a wonderful stand up bass you have, Brad. Won't you play us the melody? I hate this thing. Brad, how much did we pay for this, Digit Alex? I swear to God, like I, I was trying to be cordial. Well, we for went a kind second. of we went kind of open source with it, and I think that's probably part of the problem. <laughs> that's part of the fucking problem because you know we sold all of Alex's art. I mean, he fucking. Di- I was trying to be nice about this. We sold his art. We got all that money, and we spent nearly all of it on this stupid Digit Alex program. Well, I we didn't spend most of it there. We I spent most of mine. You made me spend the most of my money on it. I funneled most of your money into projects that would further the show. <laughs> Oh, a really? small portion of that did go to creating Digi Alex. Hi guys, I'm Alex, and welcome to episode God, 50 so of Ramjack. <laughs> I laugh so as not to cry. Who is breaking that bearing? Uh, that's me. It's me, me, me. What? What is with this Max Headroom thing that he does? This Digi it. It's not a he. It's an it. It's honestly better than the other options we had. I, I guess. Why couldn't we have just gone with that iPhone app? You know, where it just repeats everything that you say, but like in a high-pitched, funny voice. I don't I have an. That I, would have been. I don't have an iPhone, so I don't either. That's kind of less expensive. Well, that Japanese company we bought this from. Uh, what was the name of that company? Rajiba. That was it. Yeah. Rajiba. Well, Brad, shut up, Digi Alex. Don't go into your Rajiba jingle. Oh, Jonathan, if you insist on me singing the song, I will gladly do it for you. Brad, Brad. Rajiba. Rajiba, Rajiba, Rajiba. Brad, shut it down. Shut it the fuck down. Rajiba. 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 Raji
Oh, I hate that thing. You know, I Thank think you, Brad. I think the real lesson here is that when your friends die, you shouldn't create robotic replacements for them. You should just let them be dead because I mean, it I makes you realize it makes you realize that your friends maybe weren't that great. Well, Brad, you didn't have to outsource it to some fucking Japanese robot company called Ujiba, for God's sake. Well, look, we you made it. splurged from the amount of money we spent on it. I spent on it, I should say. Right. That's See, that's the thing. I was going to have to dip into my funds, and I got a lot of things I want to do in my life, and I just... And speaking of show-related projects, how is that Burrito Hut a show-related project? I, that um, just seemed a little well, excessive. There's this, there's this girl that works there. She's the manager, and I just... I think she could have a lot to contribute to the show at some point, so I oh, thought... God. We need to help her out. So So maybe we should just keep going. It was a valiant effort, but we should probably just... Yeah. Episode 50. Episode 50. Ooh, episode 50. Yeah. You'll have to excuse me if after that incident I'm a little... uh, It's an anniversary. Yeah. Uh, Brad, how how should we start episode 50? Well, I think it's a time for celebration and uh, let's celebrate. Hey, 50 episodes. That's like a number. Woo. Yeah, I mean, recently I uh, I found a, a, a rock in my shoe, and I guess that could be something we could talk about. Hey, yeah, there's a that sounds really interesting. I'm excited. Whoa! Oh, oh, oh my oh. eyes! I have returned. <gasps> oh my god! Hi guys, I'm back. Weren't you killed by a wildebeest? What? I'm pretty sure you were killed by a wildebeest. Brad. You need to get top hop tarts. There was oil change and there was Brad, a, what you, I punched a guy and then there was like a, you need to get some sleep dog. Wait, but you think you're having a hallucination right now? This could whole be, thing? he might be. There's, it's always a lot of sleep. It's a 50, 50 chance. Really? <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm here to say that I, I feel I am very much awake and of my own senses. We're, we're well, Jonathan, like, all I'm saying is I'm back. Where was I? I'll discuss that at some other point in time. But let's Ouch, just say things are different. From the dead. You, yeah, you're, you're, I'm back. You're I'm the resurrection. I am risen. I am risen. He is risen. Obviously, I'm risen. Tell Can, us about the afterlife. I'm not going to. Well, I mean, I could tell you, but I just... Well, to be honest, I'm a little upset that you sold all of my drawings. Like the, I've been dead for three days. We sold most of your drawings, not all. Yeah, we were going to sell later, like like the lost drawings. Guys, yeah. I've listened to the episode. Ah, oh, I'm glad. I know what you did. Get those stats up. Also, hug a bunch, creepy as hell. Well, yeah, definitely. Dude, I actually watched that as a child. We rented it from the local library. Fucked me up. What? My drawings? Just sell them instantly? Just, why why so would you do that? Hey, you were, you were killed you by a the money? beast. What's that burrito hut outside? Oh, we spent all the money. We there is like what, a robot. There's one girl, cute as, cute as a button. I mean, she is. Yeah. Um, well, well, she's we doing after work, you know? I know. <laughs> oh, you know. I make your schedule. You know what's going on. You make your schedule. Is she the only one that works at the burrito hut? She's the manager. Wait. What the fuck is that thing? Oh my god, it's alive. Oh my god, it has my face? It has my face? God What the fuck was that thing? Was that a... Did you... Did you try to yeah, replace Rajiva. me with a Rajiva robot? Yeah, I think yeah. It, I as did. I'm saying I this, did. I'm thinking, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Those things cost some money. Well, we got a pretty penny yeah, for your stuff. they cost a lot of money, and like, yet they're shitty. You guys should be ashamed of yourselves. I mean, here I am, back from the dead, tons of news to tell you, and you go ahead and make a robotic clone of me, and I'm not even dead for three days. Uh, I, I should, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up your top hat, because I'm sure you know, like, if you know about the money, if you know about the art, then you know about the top hat. Jonathan, put it down. Put the top hat down? Put the top hat down. 
Put the top hat down? Jonathan, put the top hat down. Everybody! Put the top hat down. Put the top hat down. Put the top hat down. What's that top hat? Put the top hat down. Put that top hat down. Yeah! that top hat down? Jonathan. Fine, here, take it, take it. Take the goddamn top hat. It's yours. All right, all right, I'm back now. Brad, Brad, look at <laughs> Fully his palms, though. Seriously, though, look at his palms. He's got stigmata. Look at that shit. Although, that could be where the wildebeest horns rammed into his That's palms. what I assume. It's probably where the wildebeest horns came through my, ha- my hand. You also have horseshoe prints all up and down your chest. I'll get rid of them later. You look pretty rough. I look lie. pretty... I mean, I'm back, so I'm feeling... To be back from the dead, you look good. You look I, good. I just got back from the dead. Give me some but time. Maybe I need to I, sleep. Maybe I need to get some rest. Maybe you... You uh, look very good. Thank you. Whoa. So, guys, what, what's going on? What are we talking about? That's Alex a good question. The dead, presumably. Uh, what else is going on? Brad, what's going on on your end? Episode 50 of Ram Oh, it's just so ex- 50 of It's like a milestone. It really is. It is a milestone. <laughs> it's not like a milestone. It, it is. <laughs> it's like a number that's significant. It's a golden right. jubilee. Golden jubilee, I, everyone. How many years have we been doing this? Oh, since so many. 1997. Is it one and a half or is it two? It was uh, 2009. Wow. June of 2009. A year and a half, basically. Yeah. Nice. That's right. Well, Brad, maybe we should kick off this episode by talking about a, a film that you recently saw called, what was it called? Saved by the Bell? Saved by the Bell, uh, Las Vegas Wedding, I believe, or Wedding in Vegas, or something of the type. Now, where does this fall in the timeline? Is this post-college days? Yes. Or what? This is immediate. Oh, okay. The college ends with like a cliffhanger, the last episode. Mm-hmm. Zach and Kelly have decided they're going to get married. Mostly because <laughs> uh, Zach is jealous, and he thinks if he marries Kelly, then she won't be tempted to cheat on him when she goes on a cruise. Really? That's yeah. seriously his reasoning yeah. for wanting to marry her? Yeah, it's full-out panic-inducing. And so they decide to get married. Of course, the whole last episode, everything is falling apart. They were supposed to get the chapel of the university. That fell through. Their parents are completely against it. They say they're too young, which they are because they're 19. Time out. Ew. You, I stopped listening when you said chapel at the university? Yeah. Why is there a chapel on the university property? Is this like a, is this a private school? I guess it has to be. Because otherwise I, I can't. The col- I remember you- in that college sitcom, they had enormous dorm rooms. So they probably do have like crazy amenities. Yeah. So. Uh, what denomination would they be? What kind of church uh, school are they going to that's private? Alpha well, it's beta. California. <laughs> Alpha B. <laughs> is that like what is that? Sigma Kappa. <laughs> so they're also in a fraternity, apparently. They couldn't have it at the fraternity house. So everything everything falls through, and the very end of the episode, you're thinking, oh, okay, well, they've learned their lesson, and they're not going to get married. But instead, the last line of the show is, you know what? Forget all this. Let's just do it right. Let's go get married in Vegas. Roll credits. Oh, end of God. series. End of series. Wow. What awful ideas can you put into two characters' heads? We're so 19. awful. Let's get married in Vegas. All awful ideas. So that's and that's basically just a lead-in to the movie that I saw. First of all, it's not on tape. It's filmed. It's a movie. Wow. It's a proper cinematic experience. It, it's insane. So fucking crazy. Was it the same director from the television show? Well, I'm sure every episode had multiple directors. Yeah, I, I don't know. I Sorry, I didn't look up to see who directed the Saved did by the Bell movie. <laughs> did Christopher Nolan, I think this was one of his early I think it was oh, his yeah, first yeah. ones. Yeah, I think he scripted it, actually. Him and his brother. <laughs> it's it's like a very Byzantine script with like a lot of existential ideas about yeah. marriage and love, <laughs> unity. Wow. Is Turtle in this one? Does she make an appearance? Yes, she does. God. Now, Brad, you're not a fan of Lisa Turtle, <laughs> from what I've heard. No, I hate her. She's the worst character ever. No. Now, no, I hate her. She's a bitch. <laughs> of of the she three is. Saved by the Bell ladies, she's the worst, according to Absolute me. worst. What about what about Jesse with that huge head of hair? Jesse is the best. I what love her. Kelly? 
Kelly Lame. No, she's not at all. Bush. Bush, I say. Kelly Kapowski, fucking dead eyes, chipmunk face, and completely vapid. She also has a brat of a little brother. Yeah. You remember that episode where... Remember the fact that she has a brother? Well, remember in that one episode where Zach took her out on a date and her little brother was like on the second story like, Hey, quit... You know, macking on my sister, and he's like, "Kid, chill out." And we're he trying like, to finger my sister. <laughs> yeah, I can't see your said. hands, buddy. <laughs> Keep your hands to yourself. Like, my, okay. my sister's not gonna blow you, jerk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother, chill out. Fucking kids from school trying to get on my sister. I, I assume that when they go to Vegas, they meet Elvis impersonators. Is that, oh, of course. Is that I'm assuming at one point one of them becomes an Elvis impersonator, right? No, but they do become male escorts. Oh Whoa. my god, what? Zach and Screech, because... The Screech? Thing is, Why yeah. is Slater on board? Oh, well, well, because the Slater's mixed up with the mob. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> Clearly. Here's what's going on. First of all, they get stopped on the way there by this uh, crazy hick sheriff on the way to Vegas, and he basically arrests them, and they he, Zach loses all of his money to get their way out of jail. Otherwise, he's going to hold them up. Oh, no, but that was the money for the... That was the whole $1,200! That was all they had for the wedding! That's all they had for the wedding! That's wow. all they had for the well, wedding! $1,200 <laughs> for a wedding. Great job, Wow, guys. but for kids, I guess that's okay. It's in Vegas. And they're 19. Well, There's something that's about that that, even though it is stupid and, like, the worst idea in the world, it's kind of tugging at my heartstrings. All those kids had was $1,200, and they're going to yeah. blow it on getting married. Yeah, that's well, love. Just, let's just cut to the or chase it isn't. Here. Do they or do they not follow through on the wedding? They do. <gasps> and is that is that the final Saved by the Bell thing ever? Yes. Would well, the then there was like, yeah, yeah, then there well, was, how else, how was the it, next generation or whatever. How else are you going to end that, <laughs> though? Class. I mean, yeah. we all wanted them to get together. Uh, I mean, it is stupid and dumb, but I mean... Let me tell you this. The um, Okay, you know there was the two roommates um, from uh, um, college years. There was Alex, who was awesome. I remember Alex. And then there was the blonde girl that was supposed to be Zach's interest. What was her name? I cannot uh, remember her I name. I forget. So, uh, wasn't, she, there, wasn't there another brunette in the college years? Like, she was kind of like a... Like there was a another roommate. Fiery girl. Because there were three girls, like, right? Really there was th- Well, there was, there was three, yeah. There was... There but they Alex. got rid of the other one? Yeah, yeah, they bumped one after the first episode to bring Kelly on. I always thought there were three Just all the dropped time. her. Well, there's three. There's Alex, there's other girl, and there's Kelly. But I thought throughout oh, the entire that. series, there was always three women there, as opposed to... Yeah. Oh, so there was another girl that were... They bumped for Kelly. Place. Yeah. Okay, okay. So there was four in the series in totality. Yes. Alex is on the same page. <laughs> I'm here, guys. Yeah. But I'm they, risen. But a- a- in- <laughs> God damn it, Alex. Explain how you rose from the dead. Jonathan, chill out. We're talking about Save by the Bell, yo. Oh, so yeah, in the, yeah. at the very end of the wedding, Alex is there. Mr. Belding's there. Jesse runs in last minute. Like, rolls in, like, hey, I'm here. I didn't want to miss it. Ah, I love you. I'm so hot. Um, I'm the best. She wasn't in the movie up until that point? How does it go? Because aren't Alex and Slater together? Didn't they get together? Well, they broke up in, like, near the end of the college years. So how how does the whole reunion with Jesse and Slater go? Well... All snap. No, there's not much. Of Someone one. catches a bouquet. It's just okay. like in, in the oh wedding. Oh my god, it's a double wedding. This is the whole. <laughs> no, not, not, not at all. Not at all. But we get little cameos. But um, the other girl, the other roommate, not there. Of course not. But the thing is, the college years, they're still in college. I guess they, they are still in college. That's, like, that's Kelly's roommate right now, currently. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's roommate did not come to the wedding. Also, at the end of at the end of uh, college years, there was three bridesmaids. When they were going to get married the first time, it was going to be Alex, the other girl, and Turtle. Turtle? Turtle's all up in the mix. Alex is, like, demoted. <laughs> She's just sitting there with Mr. Belding. Oh, no. And not a Belding and sidekick. Giant, and their giant RA guy. He comes to the oh, wedding. Oh, yeah. I was, I was just about to mention him. The, the yeah. huge, beefy, not funny RA character. Yeah. He's there. Has a Tweety Bird tattoo. But their other roommates. That's a mistake. Fuck that. <laughs> She's just not there. 
So Alex got demoted. Someone just was bumped off mysterious. And like, Jesse comes like Jesse comes rolling in last second. They're, they're at the aisle. Jesse rolls in trying to put on her shoes on. She's got the bridesmaid's dress. Well, she's changing clothes because she just got off of her Vegas show. I mean, she came on. from New York. She's what? moved up. She's moved up to Broadway, I guess. I don't know. What happened wow. to her spinoff? There, I mean, there should have been a spinoff about her going to New York. Well, there's oh my god, of course, Jonathan. That makes so much sense. I would so watch that there show. There should have been a Sip of the Bell spinoff. There should be one now. That would be the hottest show ever. Get everyone it back. Would, it would just be called Jesse. Yeah. Elizabeth Berkeley is still crazy hot. Yeah, get them all back. Let's do it. They're all in New York. Man, All right, where do we start? So, and also, the actress phone calls. who Lisa Turtle should have her own reality show about how horrible her life is now. Hey, <laughs> who would I'm, you bring back? I'm Voorhees. I'm the worst. From, <laughs> from all the cast, who would you bring back to be on the show, the Jesse for, show? For the Jesse? For I, the Jesse pilot? Well, they've all got to come back, Jesse, right? Alex. Belding? Yeah, we'll be Belding in the mix. What's he doing? Is he their landlord now? He's retired, and now he just owns property in New York. <laughs> so wait, he's, he's like, God <laughs> damn it. Wait, wait, so he's Mr. he's Mr. Feely from Free's Company? <laughs> Why not? Okay. That um, works. Him and Screech are still yeah. teams. Gotta have yeah. Screech. Screech is the maintenance man of the apartment. Like, hey, yes. guys. Oh, no. <laughs> you know how horrible that would be? They should either make it, like, obviously a comedy, or some episode should get real, and Screech should be like, you know what? I feel kind of bad that I, no. I, since I was the smart one, I guess, that I'm I, now just <laughs> the handyman at the apartment. So at one point, the, the Brady Bunch had a another show called The Brady's that mm-hmm. was a dead serious soap yeah. opera that was not a comedy in any way. I remember it well. I think we should do... Jesse as like the dark version of Saved by the Bell where like Screech is dead Mr. Belding is like really depressed because he feels like he could have done something about it and like Jesse's like really trying to become an actress in New York but she can miserably. she's so excited or is she and the theme song should just be an instrumental sad version of the original theme song so it would just be like do 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 like the saddest like most melodramatic show in history <laughs> just like a really slow it's all right wow or we could do like a metal it's all right it's all right it's like oh this is horrible uh, how oh, how like does Zach and kelly end up are they on the show too uh fuck like, kelly's do not. they realize that the relationship or do they regret and kelly have gotten a divorce is he with Jesse now? She can they do were better. Best she can do better. Well, she could do better, but I mean, come on, this is reality. I'm right, sure there was some kind of. You remember the characters from the college years? That's that I've been watching. Just finished watching. It's it's been, it's playing on TBS right now. So like, I cycle through, and there's like four episodes every day. And he watches them. And I DVR. Who's getting that syndication check? Who's fucking getting money from that? Dude, oh, he's a lucky are man. they still getting money off that show? You know they are. Well, yeah, a little bit. That's yeah. awesome. Ted Turner's great grandchildren are going to get those residuals. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> nice. It's good stuff, though. Good stuff, but insane. Absolutely fucking insane. We need to talk to NBC. They need to drop some of these lame shows that they're doing. The one with Olivia Munn in it. Oh, fuck. And they need to bring Jesse. Worst sitcom ever. Speaking of NBC, Alex, thanks for the segue. Brett, I think we should uh, get a little caught up on a friend of ours. A friend of ours who fights, fights injustice haphazardly, uh, greets his son with, with a leer and a snarl. Poof, and magic! Think, poof, magic! It's the cave! So, okay, we got two episodes to talk about here. The guy breaks out of prison that formerly had the cape. Oh, Cosmo, yeah. Cosmo. We get a bit of uh, and we story on yeah, the cape itself. And we find out that when Cosmo went to jail for his crimes, the head of the Carnival of Crime 
took the cape away because you shouldn't use the cape for crime no. says says the carnival of crime yeah he's the leader of the carnival of crime yet he is against right no but brad he's against murder i think cosmo murdered oh okay and that's all right. difference. you can rob people but you shouldn't kill people okay all right that's darkness well they do also, but they do armed the, robberies but those are just what are those capers, for dude. Dude, those are yeah, just those capers. Are those are capers. No one dies in a caper. Okay, okay. Also, no one dies in a Alex, caper. you should know that the cape brings out your inner darkness or your inner goodness. What? The cape somehow enhances your own personality. So if you're evil, the cape will make you even more evil. Well, that's that's what power does. Like, if you get power, like this awesome cape, it's like, you know what? I got this ass cape. Yeah. You know what, bully? I'm going to rub sand in your face. Yeah. Or it's going to be like, you know what? I'm going to help people out. Because our boy, the cape, was originally, like, really uh, moody and oh, weird. Yeah, not evil, just but kind of moody, a little, yeah, a little obsessed. And weird. and Power trip. So now he just, he just he's more moody and weird Classic. and useless. That's, that's why he threatened to throw that criminal off the bridge, and that's one step too far. You can't do that shit. He's just Take it away worst. from him. Just also, we learned that the cape was worn by uh, the ancient Egyptians. Merlin might have worn the cape. Who knows? Yeah. This cape could man. be over, you know, 30,000 goddamn years old for all we fucking know. Right. Everything needs a mythos. Oh, Did true. you know the dinosaurs fought over the cape? <laughs> Roar, give me that cape. <laughs> um, Michael, <laughs> that was Alex's gay pterodactyl. That's what I was about to ah! say. Ew, this cape's dirty. Ah! <laughs> what is it made of? A spider suit. <laughs> spiders! <laughs> well, my question is, how does that even work? If it's made out of spider silk, that's that's organic. It doesn't. It, well, it's one hundred eventually percent spider silk. Requiring it to do, and that's organic. It will eventually break down. No, Alex, it's one hundred percent spider silk. It's like the strongest stuff on earth. Oh. It's magical. Okay, so you it defies to, the laws of yeah. biology. Not it, like, the laws it, you of can the make world. it grow and shrink at will. Oh, yeah, Alex, it can tear a car door off its hinges. But then later in that same episode, when he tries to overturn a tank of water, that takes some effort. Yeah, hey, buddy, you just tore a car door off its own hinges. That's crazy. How about when there's actually a scene when they have a tug of war over the cape? <laughs> that's that's pretty uh, metaphorical. It, that's it rips nice in half, metaphor. and then one of them has part of it, and the other has the other. <laughs> and they have to work oh, together. No. <laughs> yes! You know that's going to be like episode what six. Is Cosmo and the cape. Brad, Alex, what if he like made a smaller cape and gave it to his son, and he became <gasps> the cape junior? Well, no, yes! no, he, become, on, he becomes the handkerchief. Nice. I like it. Yes. No, no, no. Even cuter, the pocket square. Can we call him the pocket square? The pocket square. Pocket square. I, the pocket, pocket square. square. What a yeah. square. <laughs> yeah, I guess kids would make fun of him too easily. <laughs> Your dad's the cape, gay. <laughs> he gets like a desk full of pocket squares. Wow, these are these are nice. He he's like, ooh, great. They're like, pocket yeah. Wow, Take those pocket squares. Thanks, guys. These are really expensive. You know, I really yeah, appreciate them. Like this. ninja stars at his at his adversaries. <laughs> Ow, ow, gotcha. ow. I'm mildly irritated at best. Ow, ow. Ooh, ah, stings. At one point, the cape is torturing this this petty crime guy, and he says the best line ever. Alex, I think you'll enjoy this. He, he has him over a bridge, and he goes, you know, they say the cream always rises to the top, but in my experience, it's the scum. What? <laughs> yeah. Know, right? This is the kind of dialogue you can expect <laughs> Does to the person on. look at cape? Wait. Like, okay. <laughs> That's after he rips no. off a car door with this cape. Yeah, because you can do that. Car door from oh, yeah. its hinges with, with his cape. And the best part about these new episodes is that every time he tells someone what his name is, they're like, "Wait, who are you?" And he goes, "The cape." Every character looks at him like he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, like the cape. Oh, I, I, mean, I get really? it. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's one guy goes, "Ah, eh, you'll work on it." <laughs> he's like, "No, I'm the cape." Also, how about that guy that's like trying to hook up with Cape's wife already? 
Oh, yeah. Creepy, nerdy guy who's like, yeah, your husband's been dead for, like, what, six weeks? Yeah. That's okay. You know, your son, uh, I bet your son needs a fatherly influence. How about I take him to a baseball game or something sometime? What's oh, his name? Sure. What's this guy's name? What? I don't know. Nerd guy? Nerd guy? It's take- been three days since my husband's died. <laughs> Come on, get over it. We gotta move on somehow. I guess you're right, nerd guy. All right. He's, he's like he's like Brad and I when when you died, Alex. Oh uh, yeah. Just taking advantage yeah. of the situation and taking everything he could get. Exactly. Um, exactly. But this is a woman I with sh- a kid. It's not like some hot single girl that doesn't have kids. Well, is she hot? She's all right. Mm. But she's got a kid. Did he like have a crush on her before? No. She just started working for him. It's her boss. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. And oh, you knows think he's a villain? Hus- that she's the wife of the guy who died because everyone thinks that guy was Chess, the evil supervillain. So no one wants to talk to her. Like, at one point, she actually has to lie about her name so that she can even get an interview, which, first of all, honey, that's not going to work. She's like, I can't use my real name. Everyone knows that we're connected to your father. It's like, well, bitch, you have to use your real name because they ain't going to buy it. (laughs) If you were really married to a supervillain, you would have a reality show and a book deal. No problem. Yeah. 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 Not in this universe. Not in this universe. Yeah. This universe is everything's different. Yeah. Everyone also, feels so the little kids being like mocked at his new school, where the teacher oh. actually says, "I think you're going to meet a lot of great people here, and they're all going to want to friend you." Uh, hey, teacher, no. teacher, ma'am, uh, stop trying to be hip. But then the kids like put chess pieces in his desk, and they're like, "Yes, what? son of who, chess." Who are these little kids that are so aware of current events? <laughs> well, and then the latest episode. <laughs> I don't know adults. I don't know adults. What if follow the it news? Takes in New York, right? No, it's a made-up city. Oh, it's a yeah, it's, city. Uh, what the it's hell, like Palm City. It's like yeah, it's like Palm Cityville, Atropolis. <laughs> what is it? Megalopolis. <laughs> C- coastal, tropical, metamorphical Palm Cityville, Metropolis. But it, so it takes place in like a Floridian city, then, like on a coast. Yeah, uh, you kind of Palm get makes me think coast. that it's either in California or I, th- I think it's, it's like, yeah, I think it's Georgia, a, I think it's L.A. magical universe. Okay, because his his funeral so took place LA. at a cliffside yeah. where the ocean was. Right, so oh, it's on the LA. coast. West Coast. Um, but they also they also write in the little kid's textbook. What do they write, Brad? Like, return uh. to <laughs> son of murderer or something? <laughs> yeah. Queen's bishop to yeah, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> like, the kids are really smart. <laughs> hey, your dad ruined chess for all of us, and now the chess team took their... Then we got our funding pulled because of your dad. Every, every time they prank him, they go, checkmate! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> High five and run off. It's like fuck these what are chess they, nerds. I mean, what if the whole thing is like this universe is just really big on chess? Like everyone's really into chess. It's like football. It's like the baseball of our reality. Like <laughs> chess, America's pastime. What? <laughs> oh no, you got my bishop. Beer. <laughs> it's the guess who of our reality. All right, as, as amazing as that wacky episode was. Yeah, let's get to the, the most current episode. Is by far. I'm, I'm sold now. Like, I am sold that this is the funniest television show ever created because this was insanity. And I honestly think that in this episode, there were specific moments where they were trying for a comedy. Yeah. Like, crazy comedy nonetheless, but there you go. First of all, most of it took part on a train. Because there's nothing awesome. more cinematic than a train. Right. Of the interior of a train is just a great oh, way to film. compartments. I mean, surely there's tons of room for cameras. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a masquerade ball, Alex, on a train. On a it's train? Masquerade- yeah, it's, it's a masquerade, it's a masquerade ball fundraiser on a train. That actually sounds yeah. pretty badass. Oh, yeah, in real life. Sure. And on this train, all of the characters in the show somehow converge through happenstance. We've got chess, the carnival of crime, scales, who kind of talks like this. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> Everyone's there. More you are? I'm the it's juggernaut, of bitch. Fame. It's that guy. Yeah. Oh, it's the juggernaut. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Scales, who cannot control his temper for more than, what, 20 seconds? I, okay, another thing is, like, in, like, the first episode when we saw Scales, it looked like a guy that just had burns on his face. Now he full-out has Scales. 
Wait, no, I think that's the same makeup. I think. I mean, I think they kicked it up a notch because really, on the, the first time I saw it, I was like, okay, well, I guess I see. I know why they call them scales because it looks kind of like scales, but it but looks like it scales. looks like a burnt. But now it looks like he just has scales. I have seen pictures of it. It looks like they just did some awesome scale thing to his skin. Yeah, like is is is, is he actually like part reptile on the show, or is it just well, like an unfortunate accident? That's that's a little bit. Here's again. This is what sold me this episode as being one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Was we get a weird flashback for scales? He's trying to pull some crime schemes himself but the carnival of crime has got their own crime schemes it's like the carnival of crime forgot that they were a carnival of crime for like two episodes and they're like <laughs> yeah. oh shit when was the last time we pulled a job we should do one we gotta get back on to capers carnival train over there <laughs> if they carnival only pulled train, what we, you, that would be what would be called quote unquote capers then i would love this carnival we gotta get back crime. to capers we gotta do something we gotta do something we are so behind on our capers and when the cape is like, hey, guys, you know that I fight crime, right? They're so, they're so like, fucking obstinate about it. Even the leader of the carnival who took the cape away from him and tried to be all, like, you know, self-important about the values of heroism. He's like, hey, you know what? Fuck you. I'm a criminal. Get out of my fucking way. <laughs> it's just so arbitrary. Yeah. Characters change their viewpoints and perspectives on the fucking dime. It's great. But so the Carnival of Crime locks up our boy Scales in oh, the yeah. jail cell that's on the train. Why sure. don't have a there's the a jail cell. Be- yeah, because you have those. And like he starts freaking out and he's like, and he starts having a flashback to apparently he was in a carnival because there's so many fucking carnivals rolling about. And there was like a midget picking on him. And <laughs> because the first of all, the Carnival of Crime. Uh, in the cape has its own midget right. and when he sees the midget he flashes back to the uh, the midget of his past who offers him cake like hey you want some cake scales you want some cake and when scales reaches for it he goes no cake for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is awesome and then he's and like so he hates midgets he hates them so but then the he's midget- like no bars I hate being behind bars and he starts banging his head against the bars he looks like a fucking crazy <laughs> just banging yep. his head slowly not not hard mind just slowly banging his head against the bars so he must freak out when the little person comes in the room yeah oh, I hate being in prison the only thing I hate worse is little no <laughs> that's pretty much what happened. Please tell me there's no cake on this train. And the little person's like eating cake, but it's like all over his face. And he's like, oh, why is that guy freaking out about the fact that I'm eating cake? What's his problem? What a weirdo. What's his deal? Why is he banging his head against the fucking prison bars? So, but eventually he does like bang his way out of the No, he doesn't. With his head. Yeah, and Alex. by bang his way out, you mean he fucked like someone, like the guard no, or whatever. No, he and just let him bangs out. with his scaly head. He, he bashes his head so much against the bars that when he just lightly pushes it with his hand, he's basically undone the hinges on the No. But when it looks, no. When it looks no. like... <laughs> when it actually looks like... <laughs> no. 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 What it looks like to me is that he's banging his head slowly against the wall forever, and then finally he decides to just push the door and it opens. Oh, it was never locked. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't locked. Well, that's Brad's theory, I guess. I like that a lot better, though. Yeah, and his head's like Whoa. bleeding from banging his head against the wall. <laughs> now I'm gonna get me some goddamn cake. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> Also, we learn in this episode that Orwell, who is supposedly this super secret, I mean, she is hiding in the shadows. No one can fucking find her despite their best efforts. But in this episode, we find out that she is the worst undercover agent. She's a bumbling idiot who can't keep her cool to save her life. Also, it's alluded to in the episode before. She's probably Chess's daughter. Yeah, but the the show basically flat out states that it. They, oh my god, it's, this show has no room yeah. for subtext, Brad. She is Chess's daughter. Yeah, because he's like he's trying to find his daughter in the beginning of the episode, and then like she's talking about ballet, and he's at like a ballet thing on his desk, 
And there's all yeah, these. And she, oh, she asks the cape at one point. She's like, "Do you think that no matter what a child does, that their that their parent will still love them?" And I'm like, "Oh, forget this show thinks Shut people up. are so stupid. It's offensive how stupid oh. they think people are." What if she turns out to be Scale's daughter? Now that <laughs> just totally, that's a twist. twist. I'd love. What if they're like, "Ah, oh, we gave you a twist," but like, "You're my daughter. Would you like some birthday cake?" <laughs> but uh, the thing is, like, also when she's in disguise, it's like it's a barely she's barely wearing a mask. I'm guessing, hopefully she hasn't seen her father in a really long time. Otherwise, he should have known that that girl that confronted him in the train was his daughter. Yeah, she, okay, so Alex, <laughs> Oral is this character that's, like, trying to, you know, destroy the villains from the, like, from the inside. She's trying to be secretive about it. But on the train, she basically, like, reveals herself, and she's like, how could you do all these awful things? You're a tyrant and a murderer, and you're a horrible person. And I'm just like, bitch, keep cool yeah this isn't how you do this orwell she's also a terrible master of disguise like a she puts on awful wigs and like you just said brad she doesn't disguise herself on that train at all no. she just puts on like a fucking little think, cat eye mask do you think people like don't pay attention to her because i mean it's summer wow i mean she's crazy hot yeah i mean so i mean even if she puts on like a wig and like a crazy mask it's like that's a really hot chick who's dressing kind of weird I don't. I don't think she's right. I don't think. Uh, I think you think it was pretty right. Pretty right. <laughs> you just roll up, and be like, "Hey, it's, what's hey, up? Hey, what's up? Hey. You got a wig for your wig? That's cool. Hey, what, what are you else? doing after this train? Hey, what are you doing after the train? Hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> cool. Oh yeah, yeah. capes are on uh, aisle uh, sixty-seven. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> get, get away! Yeah. Get away! I'm talking oh, to this chick. Go. Give us, hug it out, man. Let's just hug it out. Hug it out, bro. You want to play some chess? Let's play some chess. Yeah, I love chess, man. We've got like sixty aisles of that shit. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. I love living in this universe. What, you, do you like playing? Do you like opening with white? Do you like playing black? What's your favorite color? <laughs> Come on, baby. Like first dates, always take girls out for a chest. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. so wet. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Brad, I had a question. Uh, uh, what do you What do you expect to happen in the impending episodes of the Cape? How did it end? Like, what was the resolution in this episode? Uh, well, Cape, Cape does Cape get to keep his chest? Had to oh, yeah. work together to stop a runaway train <laughs> from crashing, so they kind of had to be on the same side for a minute. Yeah. But then after that was resolved, the Cape was like, "Oh, and by the way, I'm still gonna destroy you." And Chess was like, ha, 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 I don't think so. Even better, though, is when Scales comes out and tells everyone on the train, hey, this guy is Chess. This guy that runs everything and is really creepy and has a British accent like Chess is Chess. And, and every, no one believes it. At him. Everyone no just laughs. Him. Also, how are we supposed to take Chess seriously as a supervillain when he dresses up as a cowboy? The gayest rhinestone white cowboy yeah. I've ever seen in my life. The show has to know it's a comedy. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So, what? But what do you think we have in store in future episodes of the Cape? I like at this point. I think anything's anything's open. <laughs> when is the pyromaniac going to appear? Because in the opening, oh theme, yeah, we keep seeing images of a villain known as the pyromaniac. We need to get that guy as a real character. I think. Well, I think maybe when um, you know, his buddy on the city council that dressed up, his buddy on the city council that he saved, who dressed up as the cape on the train for the uh, costume really party. Badly. Really yeah. badly. Okay, nobody knows who the fuck the cape is. What is this costume? I've never dressed up like somebody that I just met. <laughs> As a costume. Unless you were crazy. Is basically the Gordon of the Batman universe. Ah. Like, he's the political official that Batman yeah. works with. So in this version, but he's not he's the, But he's not even the police commissioner. He's like a member of the city council. You know how he's awesome so it would be in the next Batman movie if Commissioner Gordon, like, in his private time at home, <laughs> dresses up as Batman? <laughs> <laughs> or like his head oh, and his wife a have a weird role play anymore. thing. Just, so Dad, weird. what are you doing? 
I'm the bat. Shut up, Dad. Stop it. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. And also, the cape is still visiting his son because for his birthday, he gives his son a compass. And we learn in a flashback that he gave his son a compass like three birthdays ago. So how does the kid not realize that the cape is his own father? How does the kid handle the fact that he's gotten two compasses now? Exactly. Does he take it like, oh, it's just just like one I already have. Hey, thanks, thanks, Dad. Thanks, cape. Hey, d- you're not, the worst I'm dad. dad. <laughs> Why would you give me something I already have? Did you forget? I've only this is my tenth birthday. There haven't been that many opportunities for you to buy me fucking compasses. Oh, asshole. Also, <laughs> in this latest episode, creepy nerdy guy goes to their apartment because <laughs> because mom's caught in traffic, and he's like, "Hey, kid, let me in." No, and the kid's like, no, you're a stranger. I don't know who the fuck you are. Keep the fuck out of here until my good kid. Up. Yeah. And then, oh, I can't believe I almost forgot this. At the end of the episode, when he does. He's allowed in by the by the mother. Uh, the little boy goes, "Hey, you want some milkshake cake?" And the guy goes, "I would love some milkshake cake." Hey, creepiest thing I've ever heard in my life. Ding 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 ding. We have hey, a winner. Mister, you want some milkshake hey. cake? Hey, I'll take some milkshake mister. cake. Uh, like ew. Uh, yeah, it could be great. Gross. I hate that character. He needs to get like shot by Jess. Yeah. What if he becomes the pyro? Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, he's the pyro. Like, she, re- she rejects his advances. Like, hey, right. I thought we could, you know, maybe go out on a date. No, I'm sorry. Like, I'm still trying to get over the loss of my husband. What? It's been what? five days. Fuck. And you, like, you see him in his apartment with, like, a lighter just going. Yeah. Okay, wait. Here's what's going to happen. Okay, pretty soon the cape's going to go to his wife and be like, hey, I'm not dead. The um, weirdo, weirdo nerdy guy is going to be like, is going to somehow find out about this, and then they, they're going to have to trust him. So he's going to be brought on in the inner circle, which nice. is going to bring nerdy guy and the cape's wife closer together. So there's going to be a romantic triangle. Oh, oh no. Triangles are the best. <laughs> and then something's going to happen, and Orwell's going to fuck something up, and this guy's going to actually accidentally get burnt trying to help them. And then he's going to come the pyromaniac. Orwell bumbles around. Yeah, she just fucks. She's doing some kind of acrobatics, or she's like typing on her blog and fucks something up. She's she's blogging like, away, like, looking cape, hot. The cape will be in his awesome like sixteen hundred dollar a month loft apartment, and like the pyromaniac <laughs> will be like ha ha ha, and like blow up his fucking crazy ass. Yeah. Setup. Who's who's Orwell rocking in these episodes? Like who's who's her romantic interest? She doesn't really have one. <laughs> no. They kind of what? I feel like they're kind of trying to slowly sl- set up a will they won't they between yeah. the Cape and Orwell, but I yeah. don't think that'll go anywhere because it's pretty clear he's obsessed with his wife. Yeah, like he exactly. stalks his wife, so why would he date Orwell? Right. Well, what does Orwell think of all this? Sometimes can shut down entire cell phone networks, but then other times <laughs> can't walk properly or feed herself because <laughs> she's a moron. <laughs> can't feed oh. herself. Oh, poor girl. Also, I'm just. A big. <laughs> oh, I thought there was like an episode but, reference where she's like trying to eat pudding and can't. Ow, this sandwich is hurting my mouth. That's because you're eating a hammer. Mm. Um, every time, every time. Well, take the, the wrapper off, kid. Oh, is that what that Orwell, is? Ow, my mouth. Every time Orwell talks to the cave via headset, she puts her fingers to her ear. I'm like, hey, bitch, you don't have to put your fingers to your ear. He can hear everything you're saying. Stop being so conspicuous. Yeah. Anyway. Wait. Guys, it's only going to get crazier from here. So, so please join us and continue watching The Cape. So, speaking of television, you know, we've been talking about television shows. Brad, Alex, are there any other television shows that you've been enjoying recently? I will say this. Um, we will be covering in future episodes a British show called Skins. So, this is your opportunity to go ahead and watch that and uh, enjoy our discussion about it later. Right. We may talk a little bit more about uh, Torchwood as well. Oh, yes. And Doctor Who, if you guys ever get on that train... Ah, because it's awesome. I'll have to get on that. Trust me, the new season's pretty good. All Especially right. the fourth season. But that's an aside. There's other stuff at hand. 
guys, I have to talk about it. Everyone knows I love reality freak shows. I love hoarders. That's true. I love professions animal hoarders. I enjoy to intervention. To catch a predator, you love To that. catch a predator, love it. There's a new show on the block. It's put out by TLC. It's called My Strange Addiction. I love that it's called Strange Addiction because it doesn't sound too judgmental. Like, right. It's it's not a horrific addiction. It's just kind of strange. Now, the thing is, like, <laughs> most of these shows, they're like an hour long, and it's about you see these people that are in, have these terrible problems, and they're trying to get help. My Strange Addiction twists it a little bit. It's only a half hour. We get two stories, and it's not so much about helping them. <laughs> <laughs> It's more just about pointing the camera at them and going, look at this. Look at this freak. Exactly. It's a freak show. It's it, a yeah, freak it show. is a freak show. Because, and, you know, they do throw a thing. They show them, like, going to counseling for a second. Like, yeah, your problems might but be because tedious. of this. But that's it's tedious. Yeah, it's just there so you can not feel absolutely terrible about yourself. You can pretend they're getting help. <laughs> but it's not happening. It's just a freak show. Yeah, it's voyeurism at its best. But or worse. Let me tell you about a few, uh, a few friends I've met through this show. Let me tell you about the woman that eats couch cushions. Gross. Over the course Why? of her life, she's eaten seven couches and two chairs. I'd like to think that she, like, like has a dipping sauce for the cushions. Oh, Jonathan, stop. <laughs> and I don't know what that would be. Like, maybe motor oil. Like, I love this Ranch motor oil. Dressing. Like, it's I, something that's normal. Yeah, well, yeah it's, is, like, randomly normal. Like, oh, I love this chipotle <laughs> sauce. Mm, it's so good. It's well, she does say that the that the yellow part of of the cushion is the is the tastiest oh part God. where the most flavor God. is. God when damn did, it! When did she start eating couch cushions? As a child, when her parents got divorced. Oh, no. that's bullshit. That's fucking. That's every bullshit. episode. Is that everyone's excuse for anything that Pretty happens much. to them? My parents were divorced. I mean, yeah. you're a that, fucking maniac. Rock you. You're I mean, socially. I mean, God, you're socially disturbed. It's not because your parents got a divorce. You're using that as a crutch. Like, yeah, oh, right. I know tons of people whose parents got divorced and they're fine. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh my god. How old is this woman in, oh, when, in the context of the show? Full out adult. My question, 30s. My question now Fuck is, her. are they all right? All these people I know, <laughs> are they secretly eating couch cushions? Maybe they're eating toilet paper, like our friend Keisha. Who oh eats toilet god. paper? Well, her parents got you divorced. You know what, though? That's... <laughs> <laughs> she honey, it's not... You know, honey, it's not your fault. You know, your dad and I, we still love you, but you should probably do something to make up for it. Make up for our love (laughs) through toilet paper. Just start eating it, baby. I'm actively trying to steer conversation away from the couch cushion woman because that bothers. Like, that's disturbing. It's gross. That's much worse than toilet paper, by the way. Doesn't she have like a... Much worse. I mean, because toilet paper is paper. I mean, it's glue and... And wood pulled. Yeah. So yeah. at worst, you're going to eat glue and die. Right. Um, but your parents got divorced, I understand. But the couch cushions? No one should start doing that. That's the grossest. Like, how, how has that start? not killed her Who already? Knows? How has that not killed her? Well, um, it just so happens she does have, she has been having a lot of abdominal pains, and oh. they are afraid that um, there might be a, a, like a, a thing in her stomach. Oh, a couch baby. Yeah, like a couch yeah. baby. She's she's pregnant <laughs> with a couch baby. Oh, no. Yeah, so. She's uh, going to give birth to like this like gross fetus lump of they just They show her at the end of the episode, she's like, yeah, I had to go back to the hospital for it, but I'm still eating cushion. <laughs> Damn it. She calls it that. I'm still eating cushion. Yeah. Now, Brad, I noticed on your Twitter, like one of the women in regard in who's related to the toilet paper lady, she's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, we're just going to have to pray that she stops eating toilet paper. Shh. Bitch. Bullshit. Your prayers don't mean shit. Hey, it's been 20 years. How about Those you, prayers have not worked. How about you slap Ta-da! her hand when she goes to a cushion? Why yeah. don't you replace all of her furniture with like still, like just slabs of, I mean, modern furniture. Yeah. To where there is no cushion. Yeah. Alex, Alex, do you think you could perform a miracle and like help these people? You know, like how Jesus helped people. Oh, you know what? I you know how he made that one people. blind girl see. Like you could do that, right? I could, I'm gonna heal this woman from cushion well, eating. Our toilet paper woman, Keisha. Her problem is, <laughs> you know, you can, a drug addict can get away from drugs, but you can't get away from toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> you 
yes, you can. Yes. She's like, guys, look, it's really hard. You gotta have every it. house that I go into. Every house. Where did, how did everyone. she eat? Like she, okay. does she have her own stash? Like, what's her favorite? Yeah, what, like she, what she does is, um, well, she explain. I don't remember the brand name, but she said a brand. She like takes it and she gets, she likes two ply and she breaks them off in little squares. Then she then she splits the plies apart and then she rips them into little strips and she eats them. And she says her favorite place to eat them is in a movie theater because because she can just eat them and no one watches her. And oh, exactly, shit. exactly. You know what? Wait, you know when she, you know those commercials for toilet paper with like the blue bears, and they're like kind of oddly sexualizing the toilet paper. Like, Ooh, yeah, I've got toilet paper, and I'm a big obese bear. You know that when she watches those commercials, she gets a turned on and b so hungry. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Girl. mother, when you de- when you DVR the cape, could you remove all of the toilet paper commercials? That'd be great. Thanks. Oh no, honey, how do you like that salad I made? I hate it. <laughs> Where's the I toilet want toilet paper. paper. I bring up the movie theater to remind Alex of, of a dear friend. He is a dear friend of mine. That um, it's a little. Maybe he should go on my stream. I, we talked. I think we talked about it in an episode a long time ago. Oh, a long time ago. It's my friend. I know exactly who you're talking. An entire about. box of uh, everlasting gobstoppers. Oh no! And, and then an ate entire, the box. By an entire box, I mean the entire box. He, he ate, ate the box. Every gobstopper by himself. I think he gave me one, and then he consumed the box itself. Is this also theater. the guy that said? Is this also the guy that said? Oh, Gimli! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Gimli! I love the, <sighs> I love the guy. He's he's a close, dear friend of mine. Mm-hmm. But dude, but you know, it's yeah. episode fifty. We've I like how in episode fifty we're calling back to older material. We haven't we haven't spoken to that got, guy for a while. I still got more questions about this toilet paper woman. So did she go around with her own roll just around? Yeah. Well, because, she, she, well, and every day she starts off. She um. She makes she pulls apart her squares and gets them ready for the day and puts them in her purse. These people, if they didn't have these weird addictions, how much more productive could they be? Because you know that takes effort. Well, I know you think these people are weird, but I haven't told you about the cream of the crop yet. Oh, wait one second. I just imagine her like being desperate. Like maybe she got up like really late. It's like, fuck, I got to go to work. And her like <laughs> going into She forgets like, to pack her lunch. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm going to have to eat out. <laughs> and her going into like the supply closet or worse, like the actual bathroom. Oh, and having to get like it. Oh, she has oh, to get it. Hepatitis. I know. Well, she probably is going to get some disease, but. Sheila. Sheila, what are you doing in there? Sheila. <laughs> Her name's no, Keisha, she gets, right? Keisha. What if she got really desperate and started eating those paper toilet seat covers? And they're like, Keisha, open up. In just a minute. Keisha, what are you doing? Oh, no. That is gross. She likes the way it dissolves on her tongue. Well, then eat cotton candy. <laughs> she'll, she'll gain weight if she eats that much cotton yeah. candy. We're talking about small potatoes. Because I haven't told you about our friend, woman with hair dryer, and our boy, Dave Cat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so we finally get a guy. Like, I thought this whole series was going to be about fucking crazy women. No. Well, I mean, mostly, but... Um, Well, first we tell you about woman with hair dryer. Yeah. Because Dave's got a secret, and I want to know what that is, but... Yeah, Dave has a super awesome secret, but let me tell you about the woman with hair dryer. Um, Ever since um, she was a little girl, her parents got divorced, um... To, to no, st- that's not true. That's is that part of her backstory? Yes. Fuck all three of these women. Fuck all three of these women. It was her sister's idea because like she had trouble sleeping at night. Um, so they would just put the hair dryer in her bed on low oh. just to hear the hum. So it, it put her to sleep. So ever since then, she sleeps with a hair dryer on low in her bed. Now, as weird as that is, I'm not immediately uh, like that's not a deal breaker. Like if I met a girl who said that, I'd be like, well, that's very strange. Well, you got some weird hangups. The but. thing is, like she she goes through a lot of hair dryers. She knows how to pick up ones that you know have the right wattage <laughs> and everything. Go, how does she, she go, go through, through a lot? lot of Do they burn out? When she yeah, well, I mean, if they're just running for eight hours a night, fuck. Yeah. Um, on low. Um, also, at one point, one of the hair dryers attacked her and gave her some serious burns. 
Oh my god! It caught on fire. No, by attacked her, it means it blew hot air on her. No, and by attacked her, we mean she was masturbating with it. She was like putting it up in her. She like she like puts like right by her her fingers because she likes to feel her her hands get warm. And she says when she gets cold tonight, that's ridiculous. She puts the the hair dryer under the blanket so her it'll blow her feet warm. But then your feet get numb and it starts burning you, you crazy bitch. Wow, the circulation problem she must have. Yeah, she's so fucked up. Also, she's married. Her husband is weirded out by this. Does he have to... Well, God, he has to sleep with that He thing. has to sleep with a hair no, dryer in the no, bed. No, Well, it's dryer. not as if he didn't know that going up to the altar... Like, you knew he was walking up to and that now, altar going, should I do this? Oh, God, now, what am I doing? And now their young <laughs> child has grown quite fond of the hair dryer. No. He likes to come sleep in mommy's bed with a hair the dryer. The sins of the mother. The sins of the mother, I'm telling Christ. you. Yeah. All right. Also, her electric bill is super high. <laughs> Well, duh. We're gonna Mommy, get the- I want to sleep with the hair dryer. Get your own goddamn hair dryer. I can't. My last hair dryer attacked me. No, it didn't. It was it didn't. on in your bed. You crazy bitch. <laughs> You're an ass. Bitch. You're a fucking idiot. You sleep with a hair dryer, you weirdo. <laughs> but Brad, you don't understand. My parents got a divorce. Bitch, the fucking divorce rate is 50%. <laughs> is everybody we know weird like this and we just don't know it? Like, what, what weird addictions do we have and we're just not really aware? I mean, that's a good question. Or hey, my you- parents, my parents. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I don't know about you, but my fucking... I don't got divorced parents. I don't got that fucking strange addiction. Brad tears off a napkin and starts throwing it in his face. Brad, no. Brad. Oh, gross. Yeah. You know that took a lot of willpower because you didn't want to eat that napkin. That was really gross. <laughs> don't eat paper, guys. Just let me let you know. Don't eat paper. It's horrible. It doesn't dissolve on your tongue at all. I need to start blaming things. <laughs> I need to start blaming things on my atheism because that really... Alex, why are you doing that? Because I'm an atheist. Because God doesn't exist, all right? (laughs) Alex, why do you have names for all of your toes? And why do you have conversations with them? Because I'm a fucking atheist, all right? Jesus didn't save me. Because he's not fucking real, all right? God fucking damn it. I'd like to introduce you to one last friend of mine. All right. I hope he'll be a friend of yours. His name is Dave Cap. Now, Brad... Is his name Dave Cat? Because that's what I thought you meant. No, no. Apparently, his his name's Dave Cat. Dave Cat. D a v e c a t all nope. one all one word no, no hyphen cat. between no, no hyphen no. between Dave and Cat Dave Cat Dave Cat just tell is, us Brad tell us about well, it. He's, he's a bit of a hipster tiny frail um, African American gentleman I'd say uh, late twenties early thirties uh, he's got a good career uh, what's he do I'm not sure exactly but uh, he's he in makes sports good money marketing. he makes good money are his parents still together I I don't know we didn't we didn't find okay. out about if, them if, if it's not spoken then it's a chance um, now Dave is married and he's very much in love with his real doll mm. and by that you mean like she's just really pretty like she just no, calls no, herself no, up no, every day no, she, she makes she, that effort I appreciate that no more she, she's a sex doll oh she is not a human so oh. you're talking about like how like in Guys and Dolls like women were referred to as like like hey doll like how you doing like Not like so that? that more like Lars and the real girl an inanimate object it's a an real object. it's a sex doll a sex toy if you will oh, uh, uh, oh I'm just now understanding an it. expensive uh, sex robot gross that he uh, married you said that this guy's name was Dave Cat so I thought he was going to be another furry because this show's also well, featured a furry correct we have featured a furry and it was just furry oppression really there was there was nothing wrong with this person I'm yeah, saying she just wanted to be Jack furry Stack is going to check in on this because we've had a furry they why is this guy's uh, name Dave Cat then because he's a cool hep cat I don't know Dave Cat walking down the street it's Dave Cat I kind of <laughs> hope it's like his birth name 
But like his like his apartment, you see it, it's it's all nerded out. There's like action no. figures and oh, like no. it's like he saw the Big Lebowski and thought, you know, I could just give myself a nickname like dude. I'll be Dave Cat. It's oh. crazy. He's got it all dressed up and it's all like gothed out, but it's wearing the oh. shirt, it's like worship me. So my question is, Dave Cat, is your sex doll a dominatrix? And how the fuck does that work? <laughs> Get on the ground, wow. you motherfucker. Oh like how yes, yes mistress. Yes. Yes, mistress. It's a doll. I don't Shut understand. Up. Also, it has a ring. Like, he says they're married. Oh, God. Also- does the doll have a period? Like, does it get a monthly period? <laughs> what? Jonathan. No, I'm just saying. If you wanted to, if if wanted to be like a real woman. I hate you. Oh, she's on She's on her period. You Shut know up. how weird that would be? <laughs> that would be the it's worst. It's like, hey, it's cool, whatever. Oh, fuck, you're on your period again? God damn it. <sighs> Going to get tampons and stuff for your fucking doll? What the <laughs> At one point, Dave Cat and a friend of his um, go shopping for his lady. Oh, so God. wait a minute. Is everyone cool with this? No. Because I no. wouldn't be cool. His friend is like okay with it. She's like, yeah, this is what he does. His I guess a friend it, that's a girl that's yeah. okay with it? She's like, that's, this is no, what he does. No, and no. Um, he's not from divorced parents. He was an only child. He's oh, always God. been he's always been cool being alone. So this works for him. And Dave's like, yeah, you know, I know some people think it's strange and all, but I think uh, I think a lot more people will be choosing the synthetic option in the future. Mm-mm. Well, he kind of no. honestly, he doesn't sound like he's in the same category as cushion eater or blow dryer lady or toilet paper lady. Well, honestly, like it sounds like a lifestyle. No, no, no. Like seriously, I'm not trying to fully justify it because mm-hmm. it is strange according yeah. to the show. But like honestly, it's not hurting himself. Physically, if he seems mentally stable, like, did he seem like a mentally stable guy? Did uh, he seem normal? Like, what? he's got friends. I mean, he's got, he's, well, he's got he's this got one a friend, friend. A friend that, but he does have a female friend. Right. It's not like his but guy. But that's bro. better it's than from, nothing. Yeah, that's it's, better it's, than, like, shutting yourself up in your apartment all day. Well, that's pretty much what he does because his friend lives out of town and she came in to help him shop for his lady. He spends oh. a lot of money on stuff for this doll that says okay. he's his wife. He's What's also an investment. He's also, he's uh, just, he ordered a new one. Um, at the end of the episode, what? we got that information. Uh, like an upgrade? I, I see Jealousies. Is, love I triangle. Know, I don't know if he's adding a new lady to the mix or if he's just replacing his doll for a newer model. Because he talked about how they... they that they, bastard! They, uh, seriously? Well, no, he names are the same, dresses are the same. It's no, just like a it's newer, it's newer tech. Because he's talking about how every every couple of years, the advancements in these things are absolutely amazing. So he's just continually upgrading that his lady. bastard. I just thought of a weird like genre of like science fiction where when we actually do have like like artificial intelligence, people can like buy robots that they can have sex with and have a relationship with. What if they start upgrading? What if that robot isn't cool with that? Wow, that's gonna be I weird. Th- I think if that's really your wife, quote unquote, then you stick with what you got. That's horrible to me. He's a bastard. I've changed my mind. But yet. Jonathan, it's the same. It's the same woman. What if he's he wearing? A, what if he's? What if he's wearing nope. the doll out? What if he's that's, wearing that's it out? That's terrible. It's like, it it just makes me think of that classic song. That's when those louses go back to their spouses. Because, you know, the only thing a girl can have as a fucking best friend is diamonds. Am I right? I am so tired of being single. <laughs> <laughs> I can just Jonathan, bring it back to that. I love, there's certain things I picked up when, as you were talking about this. You were like, you know, this is weird in context of the show. Um, you were defended it a lot. I mean. Are you, yeah. are you trying to say that I have a strange addiction, Alex? Are you trying to infer that I might have a strange addiction? And that's no. why I would defend him. I, Jonathan, you're. Do you have a real ball? Well, Brad, Alex, <laughs> excuse me. No, I, so I do you not have a robot. Of course, you don't have a robot because you think that he would try to make it like this is my replacement. Like I'm, I'm divorcing this other thing just to make his life more interesting. Alex, Brad, I'm coming out of the closet. I have a strange addiction. My parents aren't divorced, and I wasn't an only child. But oh. I have a strange addiction. You eat, you eat something every time you wake up in the morning. It's called breakfast, dude. It's all of us do it. Alex, stop it. I, I'm trying. I'm strangely addicted 
I mean, it's pretty clear from if you've been listening to the show at all, but I think I have a strange addiction to top hats. Oh, I can help you right there, Jonathan. Put it down. Put the top hat down? Just put it down. Put that top hat down. But I have over 300,000 top hats in my well, apartment, and they my... all have names and personalities. Alex, I can't. <laughs> oh, wow. How do I put down in... 300? Oh. Why the fuck did you try to steal my top hat if you have so many? Because Selfish, I greedy, need more, Alex. Glutton. I need more. I can't stop. Why do you think I have over 300,000? Because I can't stop acquiring them, and I wanted yours more than anything, because you wouldn't let me have it. <laughs> and then when you died, I got the damn thing, and now I have to get it back. I'm addicted to freak shows. I love them. There you go. I love a freak show. So, Alex, you recently uh, saw your rom-com pick of the month, did you not? Yes. Um, guys, you'll remember back, was that episode 47, 46? We went back and basically talked about all the movies coming out in 2011, and I've started seeing some of those. And the first one I saw was the rom-com pick for January, No Strings Attached. Nice. No Strings Attached. (laughs) Starring Ashton Kutcher and, um, of course, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Fun time. It wasn't the best rom-com in the world, but it was really funny, interesting. Um, yeah. Oh, Alex, you were telling me uh, there was a line that Ashton Kutcher has Yes, in, in direction to Natalie Portman. What was that line? I'll say that the most memorable line, or at least the line that almost made me cry through this whole ridiculous farce of romantic comedy, which had its ups and downs, um, is when, in the whole story, like, she's really timid. She's like, you know, I just don't know. I'm going to be horrible for you. We shouldn't get together. Um, and he's like, whatever. I love you deal with it and she's like no I can't deal with it so she runs away of course and she regrets it and she comes back to um, confess her love after a few months and he's already kind of moved on but not really and um, stuff crazy stuff happens and ultimately they come back and she's like you know I I messed up whatever and she starts coming toward him he's like stop and this is when everyone in the theater like was on the edge of their seat just like waiting he's like she's like tries to talk and he's like no you come one step closer, I'm never going to let you go again. My heart dropped. Like, I learned to love again in that instant. I start. I, every, the audience just went into sobs. It was amazing. Alex, Alex, no exaggeration, <sighs> no hyperbole. You genuinely felt something during that moment. D- yes, actually. I mean, if we're being honest, I did almost cry at that moment. And th- wow. that's a little, that's a little weird to even say out loud, but I was not alone in the theater when this happened. I'll also say that I went on a Friday night with one of my friends and the theater was packed with... A male friend or a female? Female friend. It was packed with women just, like, having girls' nights out. Just like, hey! Um, just Sad, talking. lonely women. Yes. It was awesome. Theater was packed. There were a few guys there, but most of them seemed like they were drugged. They were like, fuck. This is stupid. Or perhaps they were sodomites. Moving on. They could be. Um, but yeah, various times during the movie it was funny because you would just hear sniffles throughout the crowd like... <laughs> Just like randomly, it's like, wow, this really happens in movie theaters? Wow. I love seeing movies with crowds. What what could be more of an awkward pairing than Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman? Natalie Portman just seems so sophisticated and pretty. Ashton Kutcher, I'm sorry, he's got like a nice body or whatever, but he's a doof. Like, I look at him and I think, doof. I don't consider him to be a real charismatic leading Well, that, that's part of the whole chemistry that they have together. Well, if you can call it chemistry, because, I mean, really, Jonathan, you hit it on the head. I don't see them together no. at all. But I mean, but it is the win that, it's the win Harry met Sally of our generation. Well, they mm. say that, and I guess that it's, I mean, it's not really, the, the story is nothing like it, other than, like, 
can guys and girls be friends and or you know friends with benefits while deep be cool. each other. Yeah. And eventually one of them will fall in love. That's that's about it. But it was yeah, it was it was a fun time. I really enjoyed it. I I'm, I'm going to start seeing more rom-coms. That's my that's my goal for Ramjack is to report on these rom-coms coming out. Can I point out? Alex, oh, I'd also like to say Ludacris was awesome in it, but go ahead. Alex out of uh, 5 lovey-dovey hearts, how many hearts would you give this? 5 being the best romantic comedy in history and one being the you can skip it. <laughs> Hmm. How many how many red hearts do you give it out of three five? red hearts? Three red hearts. I want to say oh, I'm that gonna, sounds like a rental. I'm gonna, oh, definitely a rental. Um, but I want to say like the best romantic comedy of my personal one uh, would have to be. Um, he's just not that into you. I've mentioned it on the show before. That that might get four point five or five. But Brad, you were going to yeah. say something. Were gonna I say? was going to say um, coming up, we got the roommate coming out. Yes, it's my pick. My pick first week of February, which is, which is kind of a rom com from what I've seen in the in the commercials. It's kind of a romance. I, I watched an extended trailer um, where we see a lot of my girl Hellcat. Yes, Ali Machalka, Liam Meester too. Man, that's going to yeah. be all. We should go see that in the theaters. Uh, yes, let's opening do it. weekend. That's next weekend. We're going single white female three. Woo. Go. By the way, <laughs> quick shout out: Hellcat is back and it's awesome. Really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Hellcat. We'll do it. We'll Guys, just... catch up on your skins. Catch up on Hellcat. We'll talk about them. Yes. Do and, it. And Alex, got to catch up on that cape. Yes, I will definitely be catching up on cape. How exciting, everyone. Oh, I'm so excited. This is going to be it's, great. This is something we've all been waiting for. We've talked about it a lot on the show. We're going to start talking about Charles in Charge. Episode. It's a pilot, right? It's the first episode. The first episode. It's, it's called Pilot. And a, each episode, we'll, you know, we'll move through that classic first season, but we won't go into the second or any of the others because... They don't exist. As Brad and Alex have explained, they don't exist. The definitive season awful. of Charles and Charles, Jonathan. Sure. It, it begins and ends with, you know, this first season. So, uh, Alex, I think every time we, we do this segment of the show, uh, we're going to try and give, like, a really quick recap of the, the plot. And that, that has fallen to me. So how much time do I have to do that? Um, we're going to give you 30 seconds. We may ultimately pare okay. this down, because, as you said, Brad, if anyone can't <laughs> surmise a Charles in Charge plot... It's a 30-minute sitcom. You have 30 seconds. That's a, that's a second a minute. Yeah. A lot yeah. happens. Okay. I can do it. I think I can do it in 30 seconds. All right. Okay, Alex, give me give me the go, and I will, I will charge through it. All right. Jonathan is going to be recapping the pilot to Charles in Charge, starting now. Okay, so Charles is a 19-year-old. He's, you know, in college, and he's paying for his room and board by being the babysitter of three children. There's a sporty kid, a nerdy kid, and an older sister, and there's the husband and the wife. So that's the family dynamic. He's also got a friend named Buddy, and Buddy and Charles are really excited because Charles landed a date with Gwendolyn Pierce, the hottest girl in school. But here's the problem. Herein lies the rub, Shakespeareans. The fact that his date with Gwendolyn is somehow inexplicably falling on the same night that he has to watch the children. Oh, no, because the mother has to go review a play or some such nonsense. So what we have here is a conflict of interest because he wants to be a good, he wants to give the kids a sense of responsibility by, you know, being a good role model, but he also wants to bone the fuck out of Gwendolyn Pierce. And at the same time, there's an eighth grade boy who's maybe trying to possibly fuck the sister or is she trying to fuck him? We don't know. Oh, the antics. And at the end of the day, we learn that sometimes we should all just keep our goddamn dicks in our pants. The end. Oh my, Jonathan. I'm <laughs> wow. sorry. What? That was good. That was basically the whole it thing. Was. That was the whole thing in a minute. So I guess we're going to need a minute, minute to explain these. Because some of the plots do get I can't, crazy. I can't, I can't put in all of the little tiny details. That's what this part of the show well, is Well, we're about. just saying you, you, you were restricted to 30 seconds and you went for a full minute. But I will give you credit. You came in right under. You didn't 59. cut me off? 
You were supposed to cut me off, asshole. I had the freaking, my iPod touch up to the camera where you could see it counting down. I was giving you an out. Okay, uh, first of all, the video is down. Like, I'm not watching the video. Oh. I'm looking at GarageBand right now. Okay. So, no. Oh, well, sorry, you <laughs> lost. <laughs> okay, fine, I fucking lost. God damn it. No, no, Fuck but you Jonathan, guys. I will say that was... You guys are assholes. For a minute, for a minute you explained Charles in Charge, the, the pilot, very well. Yes. I mean, well done, sir. Okay, well done. then from now on, I should get a minute. Yeah, from now on, we'll get a minute. We'll get a minute. Right. 60 seconds, talk about Charles in Charge. First off, Brad, I wanted to say it. I know you wanted to say it when he said her name. Right. Gwendolyn Pierce! The hottest girl in school, and she is a very attractive. For 80s? Yeah. Hell yeah, yes, she's she attractive. Is. She's got that beautiful golden Rapunzel hair. She's got a really nice dress on for their first date, which involves eating Chinese food and basically offending a Chinese oh, delivery man. man. It's amazing. Charles Charles claims that he can speak Chinese, and then when he tries to, this is what comes out. We are the two dishes. Arr. Like, no, Charles. <laughs> no. And the delivery guy, because he's not Chinese. He's doing it to impress Gwendolyn, because she's in the house, and she's like, Charles, talk Talk to him in Chinese. You know how to do it. That'd be so hot, Charles. He's like broing up. He's like, all right, I'm going to do this. And he does it awkwardly, but he doesn't really speak Chinese. And the delivery guy is just like, dude, what are you doing? Dude, what are you there's doing? a chick well, no, here. First, What's going on? In the valley. What are you doing? That, that dude is like this weird assimilated guy who does a fake Chinese accent himself because he thinks that's what the whiteies want. And then when Charles throws it back in his face, he's like, dude, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> Clearly, this is just a thing that I do as like a gimmick. But for you to throw back at me, that's offensive. So, point for the Chinese. Doesn't at one point he say something like in that accent? And he's like, I couldn't resist. I had to do it. Yeah. I'm kidding. Oh, no, I'm yeah. Really. He, he repeats a name like Ryra? Yeah. And it's like, oh, dude. Oh, boy. Oh, he's a self-hating Chinese man. I also love in this first episode, we are uh, introduced to some of their catchphrases or just the things that they do. Yeah. Especially the father, Mr. Pembroke. God, I love The that model of a father. He is. I've passed, Charles. <laughs> I've passed the time when I could become a Charles myself. Yeah. But I'm looking into it. I will definitely become a Mr. Pembroke. Like, that's my that's my goal in life. I'm going to have a very successful like career in something, have a, a pretty attractive wife. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd say his wife's pretty attractive. Maybe three kids. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Why not go ahead and have the full Pembroke oh. dream, and then I'm going to find a Charles. And I'm going to teach my now, children Alex, to be Charles when they get older, because yes. I'll have two boys and a girl. Alex, do you do you want a boy as nerdy as the boy in Charles in Charge? Because he's pretty goddamn fucking nerdy. Now, see, Mr. Pembroke doesn't really... I mean, him and Mrs. Pembroke, I mean, their parenting skills are zilch. I mean, there's a reason why off. there's a Charles. <laughs> their hands off. Their hands off. They're yeah, just like, it's whatever. T- what? Honey, I'm starting to think Charles was a good idea. Yeah, that's because you're giving him all the responsibility. It's because your kids are <laughs> and out you just, of control. And you just go out on the town living it up. And that's something else. It's so awesome. He cloaks that. We have a yeah. nanny. We can do whatever the fuck we, we want. want. Yeah, Let's go. Charles. But seriously, that little boy, that little boy is fucking nerdy. He is First scary all, he's wearing nerdy. a mask Sometimes. at the dinner table. A creepy Mac alien mask. And this is our brother from Mac and me, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, he will grow up to be Eric, the older wow. brother. Our hormonal he, hero. Aww. Yep. Aww. The kid is so nerdy that when someone says the word woman, he doesn't know what that word is, so his little sportier brother has to say female carbon unit, dummy. And then he understands. So he's so nerdy, he doesn't even know what a fucking woman <laughs> I love that is. it takes all female carbon unit. Like, female, it could be something else. Right. What? Like, <laughs> female okay. carbon unit. The the child bearer of the species. Oh, I see. Oh, what you're I understand. Oh. oh, I am playing my video game and talking like this. And another species <laughs> has died. A whole world. A planet. Destroyed. A whole planet. 
And the sporty kid's got his own weird side because he likes to hide in the closet and eavesdrop on Charles' date. So we have to assume that that kid was watching them make out. Yeah, that <laughs> and clo- loving it. That closet gets a lot of play. It really does. It's like it's like uh, it's like a French closet in like restoration. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the maid! Watch out! So much. <laughs> Who's play. in the closet? I love it. <laughs> and the older sister is trying to get her own Mac on with Alexander Morgan, who a is not in the eighth grade. That guy's no. at least twenty-two, <laughs> and he, he's a hunky guy. And the reason I feel he's hunky is because he's probably also gay. Definitely. Because when he finds out the girl's trying to get with him, he's like, man, why do girls treat me like I'm a prize? What? Uh, dude. That's not a thing. Eighth graders don't talk like that unless they're gay. Yeah. Well, all the kids kind of talk in an older mindset anyway. I mean, they make Like in a sitcom fashion. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like that one little, the sporty kid is well advanced beyond his years as far as his witty retorts and that's, things. That's that, uh, that's that Pembroke magic. It's the Pembroke magic. Well, Jesus, the older sister references Sebastian Cabot. Yeah. Who's a British character actor from another sitcom. Yeah. So it's like, wait a minute. Like, I don't understand how all of these realities are overlapping if you're referencing Sebastian Cabot. But I do love it. (laughs) I mean, come on. Who do you think you are? FDR? Like, what? These kids, man. They're they're got it together. So Gwendolyn Pierce. Is there anything else that we should well, we, that we should We haven't talked about Buddy yeah. or really Charles, other than like just mentioning them offhand. Buddy creeps me out. <laughs> Charles Scott Bayo Scott Bayo has never looked better, but Buddy is a creepy creeper. Yeah. He really is. Mainly because he does look like he's twenty two or like <laughs> right. even twenty. Yeah. Scott Bayo looks like he could pass for 19, but Buddy looks like he's that creepy guy who hangs out I, on yeah. the campus. I feel like, like Buddy, hey, I used to go here. I feel like he was in a skiing accident when he was younger, <laughs> and he's just now getting to go oh, back no. to college, but he spent a few years in a coma. <laughs> so he's still behind. And he keeps trying to steal, like, Charles's thunder. He's like, hey, you know, if uh, it doesn't work out with Gwendolyn, maybe you can uh, set her up with me. It's like, fuck you, Buddy. Buddy, that's not the guy code. You don't do that stuff. We're going to hit so many awesome things with Charles. I, I know. We, I, there's so much I want to say, but we've... We, we've barely begun. I will say they talk about ice cream a lot in this show because they get ice cream at the end of this episode, and they'll continue to get ice cream throughout the show. Even the most respectable well, ice cream. No. I, that's what I was just about to say, Brad. Thank you so yeah. much. You beat you. <laughs> I love at the end of this, like, Charles goes out with them out the door and mm-hmm. shuts the door, and Mr. and Mrs. Pembroke are there. Is like, honey, there's no kids in the house. This is the best There's no ever. kids but then, and they're gonna fuck and have like six more. Oh, kids. Of course, like I they're think Charles down. was a really good idea. And then Charles uh, is outside. He, I'm gonna put my penis in. For you. For some reason, he's listening at the door. Like, <laughs> and then he's yeah. like, so something like, I try, throws the keys up and catches him, and it's like, all right, yeah. And it Get freezes in a classic '80s freeze, yes. like, uh, <laughs> like uh, I don't know, Starsky and Hutch, whatever. It's like, da 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 da. Charles the charge. <laughs> Um, also, I should, just one last thing. Charles really is way too obsessed with these kids because at one point he says, "They need me. They need me." He's like, he's like, he has his head in his hands and he's sweating because <laughs> he's so upset. It's like, dude, kids aren't that complicated. Just feed the oh, fuck out of them no. and put them to bed. Charles is obsessed with taking care of these kids because his parents are divorced. Oh no! Oh, no. He has a strange addiction. There is like a weird, the weird oh, way he no. says the children. The yeah. children. I gotta take care the of the children. children. The children. The children need me. He's a modern nanny. And if if you don't want Charles. the kids seeing you making out with Gwendolyn Pierce, maybe don't make out with Gwendolyn well, maybe, Pierce. Maybe like wait and actually reschedule the date. Don't give her the option. Be like, hey, look, honey, I'm sorry, I can't go out. I mean, if anything, that gives you more of a mystery, like because she's never been yeah. turned down for a date. Right. Don't invite her to your house on the first day and then order shitty Chinese food. Although I do she like, you know, it though. seems she wasn't. It seems it. like their romance is blossoming, and and later in the season, it's going to develop. I, I like that she's not a one-off. You know, she could have just been this like really broadly sketched character, but they gave her some shades because yeah. she understands that she's popular. 
She really and it's hard. It's hard yeah. being popular. Yeah. God, I can't wait till we talk about the second episode. But I know. It's very weird how Charles and her's relationship develops. But I mean, we'll get there. We'll yeah. get there, guys. Trust. Are you saying they? Are you saying they fuck in the butt? I don't want to say anything. Jonathan, that came out of that came from you out of nowhere. I don't. I don't think so. But what they do in their own private, uh, we never see it. What they do in Charles in Charge fan fiction is an entirely <laughs> different. Ooh, Charles in Charge fan fiction. That's when Pikachu appeared. Pikachu said Charles <laughs> with a gasp. Then Pikachu <laughs> began to slowly stroke his fur. Uh, the electric charge was building up. Twenty-one point one gigawatts. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I don't know if that's going to be enough to get the tag fanfiction on, on our website, but maybe. I don't know. It's enough. It's, it's enough. more than enough. <laughs> yeah. Guys, we really enjoyed episode one of Charles in Charge. And you know what? Keep watching it because we're going to talk about it next week. Yeah. I'm so True excited. That. What's going to happen to those kids? We'll find out next week. Ah! The children. I, I only want to do one thing, and that's play a game. Oh, we should play Ooh. a game. I, I have a game. If I mean, I have a new game. Well, we Bradley, play. do you have a game? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't have a game. Okay, Jonathan, I guess we'll go with you. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, but if Brad had had a game, we oh, would have gone with Brad, that. Does Brad have a game? Uh, no, I, I oh. don't have a game. Oh. Sorry. Well, then, God damn it, we're going with my game, and it's called Humiliate Gay Ghost. Wait, what was it? It's called Humiliate Gay Ghost. It's Humiliating Gay Ghost? That sounds horrible. <laughs> that sounds mean. No, it's a great game. I feel like I'm not being paid attention. Jonathan, I'm not no. being paid the attention okay, Jonathan, I Jonathan, we're, we're joking. Actually, this the whole premise of this game is amazing, and I love it. But explain the rules okay. to us. Okay, it's a lot like murder, fuck, kill. But in this instance, you are given three men. So you have a list of men from sports, the athletic world, or perhaps the world of the theater or film, and or the academic fields. And what you have to do is you have to determine who you are going to humiliate who you're going to go gay for, and who is going to haunt you for the rest of your ever-fucking-mortal life. So, uh, do, who wants to start? I mean, unless you have any questions about how the game works, does anyone have a list of, of men that we can discuss? I will also say that there are different versions in the fact that when we give you a question, Jonathan, it will be uh, humiliate straight in Ghost. Oh, sure. Well, yeah, because if, if I'm the one being given the list, then I would have to go straight for a lovely lady. But Humiliate Straight Ghost doesn't have the, the ring of oh, Humiliate Ghost. Oh, of course not. So it'll always be known as Humiliate Gay Ghost. Humiliate. Or as I like to call it, Hum Gay Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And now it's time for another segment of Hum Gay Ghost. Hum Gay Ghost. Hum Gay Ghost. <laughs> you sound like you said Hum Gay Ghost. Hum Gay Ghost. Hum ghost. So, Jonathan, how about you go first, and then I'll go, and then Brad can go. All right, I'll go. Next. Okay, uh, let's see. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Uh, Brad, I'm going to shoot this list to you. Alex, you can of course help him, to, you know, determine his choices. Let's just talk help about it as a group. Wouldn't that make more sense? Sure. We'll just open it up. Oh, sure. I mean, I mean Brad will make right, the final I mean, decision because final it's his list. But, but let's all yeah. we'll all chime in. He's going to need some. Oh, help. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, feedback's always important. So here's your list, Brad. All three of these names uh, begin with the name John. Oh. Like me. But I'm not on the list, because that would be That would be weird. I would not want you to humiliate me, go gay for me, or have me haunt you for the rest of your life. I don't think we would want any of those things. <laughs> God, this is um, going to be so fun. <clears throat> okay, so here's the list. First list. John Waters, John Wilkes Booth, and Johnny Appleseed. Oh, wow. Interesting. Wow. You can't have Johnny Appleseed haunt you. Because if we're going with, like, the Disney cartoon Johnny Appleseed... Who's kind of really peppy and upbeat, and he also sang a lot of songs about Jesus. Hmm. Of course, once he's yeah. dead and a ghost, he might realize, "Oh fuck, I didn't go to heaven." 
Maybe he'll be atheist Johnny Appleseed, and that could actually be pretty badass. All right, John Wilkes Booth. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a that's a douchebag. He's uh, he he killed Lincoln. But I mean, yeah. he had his own reasons True. for it, and I, maybe well, no, I mean, anyone no. could kill someone for he was a, he was a you know supported the Confederacy. Oh, gross! Why do you think he killed Lincoln? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. That's why he killed Lincoln? Ew, what? gross. I thought they just had a gentleman's agreement. No, no, no. no. I, thought he, I thought it was a misunderstanding yeah. between two friends. Oh. Like, hey, Lincoln, want to look at my new gun? Ooh, whoops. Oh, no. Uh, oh, the president's been shot. Semper fi importate, or whatever the fuck he said. Six he semper ternus? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Oh, and John Waters is kind of a creepy guy. Who's John Waters? But he's funny. He's he a funny, funny guy. He's funny. He's, and a, he's very he's, nice. He's got tales to tell. For all, so who do you who do you fuck? Off the top of my head, I don't remember who John Waters is. Fresh my memory. John Waters is the director of Hairspray, uh, uh, Female Trouble, like all like all of these like really grungy, okay, uh, very like low level budget films. He's like a camp icon. The original yeah. Hairspray. Yeah, the original Hairspray oh, okay. movie from the eighties. No, no, the one with the one with Johnny Travolta. Oh no. <laughs> No, he did oh, not. He had no. a, He did yeah. not direct the new no. Hairspray movie. Because that's no, no, bullshit. No. Even though he has a cameo in that new Hairspray movie. How? So, I'm, th- I'm thinking I have to go gay for John Waters. Okay. Because I I just can't see... He could be fun. That's, yeah, that's the only way to go. Um, now, so gay, you would fuck John so, Waters. No, you would fuck him. Yeah. I need to qualify for this. Is it gay in the fact that you're going to just, like, fuck him? Yes. Like, you're, yeah, you're one you just, man. You have to fuck him. You're so physically attracted or, like, sexually charged for this yep. other guy that you're just going to fuck him. Right. It's not like yeah. you go gay. It's like, all right, hey, you want to go out? No, oh, this is a funny movie. We should go out again sometime. I'm not falling in love well, with him. You, you I'm not falling in love with him. Okay, so it's not falling in love gay. It's you fuck, no and then attached. you see what happens oh, after. Oh, I mean, oh, if no you don't want to meet him gay. after, then fine. Okay, okay. All right, okay. So it could develop but into something. It's just... It could. I mean, you never know what, what happens. You, what, we'll see. Really. We'll see what happens. But the grounds of this are you're going to fuck John Waters. Yeah. Brad, you're going to fuck John Waters. Yes. That pencil-thin, creepy mustache is going to be rubbing up on you. But you made your uh-huh. choice, so yeah. let's move on. Right. Who do you humiliate? I feel like I've got to humiliate John Wilkes Booth. Yeah. So how do you do it? You love America or not? <laughs> Alex, you didn't no, even know that he supported the Confederacy, <laughs> yeah. so how dare you call Brad's patriotism into question? Well, and I, I, I was I just curious. Also, also, I don't really love America. Yeah, Brad's not really a patriot. Um, I'm like really desperate to like get out to Canada or somewhere, or Sweden. So but the question remains, Brad, all? how do you how do you humiliate someone who had the gall to blow the brains out of our fucking president? Do it. Well, okay, okay. He was an actor, keep in mind. He was an actor. How how do I have him? Is this am I going back in time? Is there some weird reality? Is he because uh, I don't know I, if we need to go dead. down that rabbit hole. So, just how you you were all right. back in time. All right. So I I've pulled I've pulled, I've grabbed him from the second before he was executed. You saved John Wilkes right. Booth. So he's so he's got this broken leg. So he didn't die. He's got this. <laughs> he's got this broken leg that he's like pulling around, right. uh, giving him all kinds of troubles. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put him on stage with this broken leg, and I'm going to make oh, him look no. the fool. I'm going to make him look the fool. I'm going to give him a big brick. I'm going to give him a chance to to play uh, Hamlet. <gasps> Oh my goodness! But he's gonna have but this... the audience hates him because they know what he did, and they're like, and he's, hob- he's hobbling around. He's in pain. He's. Like I'm gonna put him on a lot of painkillers, um, so that he thinks he can do it at first. But those are gonna wear off as t- with time goes, and he's gonna be forgetting lines because he's all doped up on the painkillers. And then he's gonna start doing yeah, those pain. old school <laughs> shitty painkillers oh, that like fuck with your brain. Oh man, it's so embarrassing. It's a it's a huge theatrical embarrassment. And they leave after intermission. They all and leave the worst after part. The reviews. Oh yes. 
He's going to do the whole show. What really the reviews are going to be horrible. Just terrible. <laughs> Just terrible. John Wilkes Booth puts the ham in Hamlet. Oh, Jackie no. The Lincoln Times. They hate me. The Lincoln Times. Nice. Uh, uh, Brad, I love how you went far back enough to get him before his execution, but not far back enough to save Lincoln. <laughs> Right. Well, I'm going to humiliate him. I'm not going to change history. I, I can't change history it's too much. Game. I probably wouldn't have been born. No, I'm just going to grab him right before. And I'll put like a fake dummy in his place. So that gets executed. And they're like, oh, we killed him. No, you didn't. You killed a fake. So so who's left to follow you around as a ghost? Johnny Appleseed. Johnny, Johnny Appleseed. He's going to plant apples behind you for the rest of your godforsaken mortal yeah. life. You know that song. Hey there, Brad. It's me, Johnny Appleseed. But the, the real Johnny Appleseed really did just go around and put apples on the ground, mainly for alcohol. It was a cheap way to like get something that could ferment and fruit. He put apples into the ground? Yes. He put a whole apple <laughs> into the ground, and it yes, would rise up like a did. miracle, Jonathan. He is a saint. <laughs> he is a saint. Because it happened more saint, than once. Saint Appleseed. I, you know, he's, I'm sure he's got lots of adventures to tell me about, you know, going around, planting trees. I don't know why I went through a. I remember in the cartoon he made friends with a bear, so we could tell you about. Oh that. yeah, yeah. I went through a phase in childhood where I was like really into like folk tales. I love Johnny Appleseed. Nice. The whole concept of like putting like because in the cartoon he had like a pot on his head because right. he carried the pot around yeah. as like something he could cook in, and there's like a burlap weird. sack of apple seeds, and he would sing a song about Lord Jesus and how he was great to him, and Ugh. all he gave him all he needed, like the sun, the rain, and the apple seed. And I thought, Ew, I Brad, he's going to be talking to you about Jesus the whole no, time. No, no, no. Like, Brad, as a ghost, he'll be an atheist. We've he's, yeah, he's been around this long. He's going to realize that's all nonsense. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, I, okay. So, I feel, and I feel like it'll be fun. He'll be up for some adventures. Yeah. You know, we're not going to have that. We're not. I don't want to have John Walter, John Waters hanging around as a ghost because that's just going to be creepy. Hey there, Brad. Hey. <laughs> okay, stop it. You're weird. You, know how- you want to watch? You want to watch hairspray again? Oh, oh no! You know how awesome it would be to have someone really cool to follow you around as a ghost, just giving you tips and pointers in life. True that. Dude, check out that chick over there. Really? Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny Appleseed. No problem. She's a she's a she's a Scorpio. You should go talk to her. Thanks, Johnny. Just looking out Good for work, you. Seed. Like he pulls See, down, he yeah. pulls down their skirts. Whoops! <laughs> Who did know. that? I don't know about that. It wasn't me. It was the ghost of Johnny Appleseed. Urgh, I'm calling a copper. He like pulls pranks on you, Brad. Ghost of uh, Johnny Appleseed. Just having him on adventures. Yeah. That'd be so awesome. It'd be great. It'd be great. Well, okay. So we. It seems like we've wrapped that list up. So does anyone else have a list that they uh, again to the group? Uh, Alex, uh, you'll mainly, I guess, have to take this one. But here we go. We've got. These aren't quite men. After after our experience with Digi Alex, this is it inspired me. Oh, RoboCop, Terminator, Max Headroom. Oh, wow, wow, mm. intriguing, an intriguing list, I should say. Wow, mm. so RoboCop. RoboCop. RoboCop would not seem like a very sensitive lover. I think he would be a little cold. He also would More probably be a bit cold. Probably a horrible ghost. I don't want to be following about RoboCop. He is, but he's the most human. Is mm. he? Technically. Only when he's having, like, yeah. weird glitchy experiences. Max Headroom is the, uh... For some reason, my mind have misplaced him. He's the guy that's the computer personality, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he talks, 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 talks like this. Okay. So he's... Not, 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 not. But he's a beloved, like, television personality, so... Maybe sure. he wouldn't be so bad to have around all the time as a ghost. Can you really can humiliate something that's not real or alive? Oh, boy, that voice could get annoying, though, for forever. <laughs> Hello, yeah. Alex. Fuck that. <laughs> But what would it sound like if you were fucking him? Mama, mama, more. I la, 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 like that. I like that I can't do the voice. This is horrible. I don't want to fuck any of these guys. 
I'm sorry that I can't do an impression of Max Headroom. How would you fuck a Max Headroom? How would you go gay for a computer program? Well, I'm going to say that he's... I think we need to make an amendment to this game. It has he's... to be living things. He's going to be like in hologram format. real guys. He's going to be in hologram format where you can... Well, so I'm going to be fucking the air? Would you no, rather fuck the air going to be, or like be... fuck cold machines? It's like a Star Trek uh, holodeck. That's why this game's like... difficult, Alex. It, it provides this... challenges. It really is difficult. Okay, I never knew this. Um, is the Terminator robot fully operational? Fully functional, I should say. <laughs> yes. As opposed to a infl- lifeless doll. Humans. Do you so. do you want to fuck a doll, Alex? Is that your strange well, that's addiction? What, that's what you would be doing if you did the Terminator robot and basically RoboCop. Is this pre? Not if they're Robo-Cop? sentient. Mm, well, think about the mechanics behind RoboCop. He's basically just an android. I don't even. I don't think you can fuck RoboCop. But um, <laughs> but I mean the T T one hundred. I mean. It's 800. It's the Schwarzenegger model. Okay, so it's the it's it's the Schwarzenegger no, model. You got to go with the the model in T2 Judgment Day because that Terminator like learned things. Yeah. Like he he learned how to be more human because right. the little kid taught him things. So you could teach him how to like have a slow, gentle touch. You could teach him how to whisper sweet nothings into your ear. But oh, Alex, you are so attractive. <laughs> that would be kind of cool to have an Arnold ghost follow you everywhere. But I, all right, I think I'm gonna have to. Um, oh, I'm really torn here. Once again, we sh- we we show how Alex cannot make a decision to save his life. <laughs> Guys, I really have tons of questions to ask you, but I'm not going to. Stop it! Like it. no more questions. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to. Um, Alex, super salad. Ah, guys, I'm really torn here. I, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to have Max Headroom follow me around as okay. a ghost, only because it's too weird. I don't know enough about him to really go gay for him. I don't want to humiliate <laughs> him because you can't. He might have an STD. Program. It's not he like might you, have an STD. Yeah, you can't He's probably got more personality than any of them, so you, I think yeah. it would be, be easier to yeah. humiliate him. He'd be a anything. cool, like, ghost guy to have yeah. around. So who do you humiliate? We haven't really talked about that much. Yeah, who would you humiliate? I don't want to humiliate the Terminator robot, because I want to fuck him. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you do. Because I want to fuck that Terminator robot. <laughs> so that's, I mean, because, I, you know, he could be gentle. I'd be just like, hey, let's, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, right. do, I don't need to go into that, um, but I guess I'm gonna have to humiliate Robocop because someone's got to take him down a peg. Right, somebody has to. Oh, you know how you humiliate Robocop? Give him a desk job. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. Like, hey, Robocop, we need we need more paper clips. Go down to the stock room. You know I okay. am a Robocop. Not only that, I'm also gonna have him have that job on the fifth floor and not be able to take elevators because we all know that Osimo can't walk upstairs. Robocop doesn't have a chance. Every no day he would just kind of. Yes. Tumble down like a flight. You cool, Robocop? I'm so humiliated. It. Sometimes, like, he breaks through the stairs because he's just too heavy. <laughs> he has to wear his suit every day it's to like, work. Uh, <laughs> and it's also you weird because it's like. <laughs> on his it's all boxy and wrinkly. <laughs> hey, Robocop, what's up? What a loser. Hey, Robocop. Hey, Robocop, nice. why don't you make us some fucking coffee? Put me under arrest. <laughs> he's the receptionist. Ew. Oh, no. I can't do that to him. I, I think it's more humiliating for having the desk job. Let's put like a photo of his wife on his desk. Oh, like oh my wife! Why are you doing this to me? Humiliation, dog. Deal. Sorry, sorry, dog. We had to choose somebody to humiliate. Look, you destroyed a lot of the city. We can't have you on the streets anymore. <laughs> put you on a desk, look, dude. I'm fucking the Terminator, and I'm being haunted by Max Headroom. Like, look, <laughs> I need to take this out on somebody. This is a weird life I've got going. Well, the T800 talks about it, and we think you look really good behind the desk. <laughs> oh, the Terminator rips me a new asshole every fucking Wednesday. <laughs> And and Max Hodrum watches. <laughs> oh fuck! That that that's r- 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 really hot. 
I can't do it. I Why can't do the impression. Like conky off of Amy <laughs> Herman, Jonathan. He just sounds like he has a stammer, like uh 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 uh. Conky, basically. Yeah. So, Alex, are, do you think you're ready to offer up your list? I'll go ahead and give you a list. Well, I don't know if okay. you're familiar with these characters, so we have to do oh, something. For God's else. sake. Do another one. I'll wait and have a. We don't list have to. Week. We don't all have to have themes. Like we don't all have to constantly do themes. We can just do three random people. All right, Jonathan. Yes. Um. You know, you mentioned uh, last episode that if you were going to go for a woman, it would be like a, a tough ball buster woman. <laughs> oh yeah, like so, the lady in the event. So right. um, I'm, I got three ladies here, three eligible ladies that you could you could have sex with. I you should could. say I just I just made a mistake for continuity's sake. I should just say that that woman is in V. She is not in the event. She was in Lost. And V. Yes. Please continue. So you've got <clears throat> She-Ra. Okay. Ripley from Aliens. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Lisa Turtle. 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 <laughs> Wait. Nobody okay, so, Brad, I don't have the versions to Lisa Turtle that you do, honestly. I know. I, that's, I don't. That's why I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. Okay, so let's consider this. Now, when I think of She-Ra, what my mind goes to, because it's hard for me to you know, stay on track with this game, uh, my mind thinks to that weird butterfly koala thing that's clearly gay, <laughs> yes. and I want to fuck the shit out of that butterfly koala thing. Wow. Oh, hello there, Jonathan. <laughs> Sorry, bestiality wasn't in the mix on this one. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So, She-Ra, Milo got- Rinton, Tin, <laughs> <laughs> Rinton Tin, Lassie, is a pair. Orgy style, <laughs> and McGruff the Crime Dog. Who do you fuck? McGruff, McGruff, Take Chicago, Illinois. Six Take a two. Take a bite out of my deck. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, so Shira, we've got Shira Ripley. And who is the third person? Turtle. Can we have a time turtle, out for just turtle. a second? What the hell was Gruff McGruff's like thing? Like, are you teaching kids to be, like, private eyes or detectives or, like... No, he taught them how to be safe. Like, how to be, like, smart oh, okay. street safe. <laughs> In my mind, I have no idea why it's, like, take a bite out of basically, crime. It's more like, dude, Taking a bite out of crime is basically saying don't get fucked by a stranger. Yeah. Like, take a bite out of crime by allowing the crime not to happen in the first place. <laughs> Make sure to get their license plate number, kids. What the fuck are you talking about, Scruff? I want you to get a fingerprint kit and find these bastards. There's we a fuck citizen's arrest. No, there's not, Mag- Scruff. McGruff the fuck dog. Get a taste. Shit. Okay, Based so... Based that- wonders, kids. <laughs> fuck. Why are you walking on your hind legs? Where did you get that trench coat? Did you kill a man for that trench oh, coat? And you know, this is this is Chicago that this had, like, that was the epicenter that came from. So Chicago must have been crazy unsafe in the 90s. Especially for yeah, kids. kids were getting fucked left and right. We gotta Bad teach ju- these kids that fucking ain't cool, yo. Gotta get them on drugs, off drugs with dare, and we gotta get them <laughs> investigating yep. local crimes. Got to. I okay. didn't want to. De- I just had to ask that question, guys. Continue. <laughs> I, I gotta. I gotta make some de- decisions here. Uh, so I, I think Shira. I don't know. I don't want to get fucked by Shira. You know who I'm gonna go with? I'm gonna go straight for Ripley because mm-hmm. in Alien Three, there is like a. There's like a, a lead into a sex scene and then the aftermath of the sex scene. And it seems like she is a she's a feisty, very sexual woman. And I, I think I could learn a, a thing or two from her. Sigourney she Weaver? Very, uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. She Walking was, around in her she, panties she, and that little... No, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, 
Alex, this is my decision, not your friend. Hey, okay, keep, look. Keep your like, two cents in your pocket. Trust your friend. trust your friend. Trust your bros here. You're gonna want to fuck Shira. <laughs> no, she's gonna first be good of all, time. no. She's a princess. I'm not gonna want to. She's I'm blonde. No. Forget it. She's got a rocking body for an animated character. You're gonna go Shira. Don't Ripley. That, she's fuck. also pretty repressed. Alex, so do repressed. not tell me what to do. I'm going with Ripley, and I don't want to fuck Shira because she's got all that clunky armor. I'm gonna have to take off. That's bullshit. That's hot. And also, she's she's boring. She's not nearly as interesting as her goddamn. Is she cousins with He Man? But she's so much more interesting than He Man. She's no, she's, she's not. She used Jonathan, to be evil. Jonathan, you're not having a relationship with her. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? But she is royal. Alex, I'm going to put my dick in Ripley, and Shira's not getting my dick, sir. Brad, it's his choice. Who are you thinking in this? Of course, scene? I'm going to fuck Shira. Oh, no, you're going to fuck. She's Shira. the princess of power. <laughs> she's the princess wow. of power. Princess of power. If I'm going to go straight, I'm going to go straight. I'm not going to hang out with Shira and all of her gay ass buddies. Shira's a fucking dyke. Fuck wait, wait, wait. Oh, and Ripley is what? Time out. Ripley is not a dyke. She is dick hungry. You have have you seen these movies? I've have seen you fucking them, seen these movies? Ripley is super. She wants lesbo. to eat all the dick that's around her. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Because there's not enough bitches. Fuck in space. You. There's get, all kinds of bitches. Does she get any play in the alien series at all? Yes, in the third film, she gets fucked the, by the doctor. In the third film. There's only alien and aliens. No aliens two or three. Really? <laughs> Alex, you're just gibbering at this point. Only Alien and Aliens. No Aliens 2 and 3. Hey, Alex, Aliens, that was Alien 2. <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm trying to say I don't know. I'm just, I'm just curious, I guys. Say, I will say, Sigourney Weaver was much more attractive back then, but she's very terrifying now. I think she peaked at Ghostbusters. I'm not fucking... I'm not fucking her, the actress. I'm fucking Ripley. But sh- Ripley, focus. She looks like Mrs. Weaver. It's weird. I don't know. Guys, why are we fighting about this? I'm it's my decision. You. It's your choice. I know that it I, is your choice. Look, I don't need your help. I don't need your help. Go ahead. Okay. Who's ghosting okay. you? Uh, let's just go with who the fuck was the other person outside of Sheila? Turtle. 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 Oh God. <laughs> Turtle's not okay. Turtle's not going to be my ghost. She's um, got to be your ghost. If you don't think no. she was interesting, that she's not going to be your ghost. Turtle will be awesome because she, first off, she's going to gossip all the time. She's going to have incredible fashion sense. I mean, Ooh, she's going to be point. awesome. I mean, she would be a great. I would want to be ghosted by her. I mean, but she, is she, a turtle. she wouldn't give me advice. She'd just bitch at me about what I choose to wear. She'd be like, "You're going to wear that, ew." But I mean, she's got good Gross. taste. I mean, she would. Ha- I'm assuming that. She yeah, for the taste. early '90s, she has good taste. <laughs> she would be walking around in early '90s. Humiliate door. that bitch. Gross. You should okay, so I'm going to be ghosted by Shira. And how do we humiliate? Well, you make her wear, you make her wear fashions that she detests. So you make her wear. What, what would she oh. hate? What make would her she wear what she wore then. Now, no, she'd still love it. Are you fucking kidding me, Lisa Turtle? She's stuck in the nineties. We gotta make her wear something like from American Apparel that she thinks is like gross, like some weird fishnet dress. Get some tass stylish. slippers. <laughs> You're gonna get me some of them tash slippers. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we'll put her in tass slippers. Like uh, a Wham T-shirt that like goes down to her ankles, um, <laughs> and then we'll whole, make her shave her space. head. Yeah, oh. we'll make her shave her head and wear like a. <laughs> I don't fucking know what else could we have. So you'll make her be a fashion faux pas, it's like oh no, honey. Yeah, she, she'll, she'll basically be like Sinead O'Connor. But I don't think that'll humiliate her. That'll <laughs> make people feel bad for her. Fashion backwards. Can you play the theme song backwards? Like rip, yes. rip, 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 rip. Hold on, guys. I think that means it's time for fashion backwards. <laughs> All right, so we've think- made our decision. We've made our decisions. I'm fucking Ripley, guys. Just back the fuck up. A lot of this doesn't make sense, but I, I, I do understand what you're doing, because who would ever want to be haunted by Ripley? 
Yeah, that would, that would not work out. I yeah, think you have would, to go Lisa she would or She-Ra. She would come after you. Yes, and she would always like, a ghost. she'd be like, fucking man up, guys, son. She's not what a dyke. Well, she's always not a fucking dyke. Watch those movies again, man. I think that she would pressure me. Like, I, I would do something, she'd be like, fuck, what the fuck was that? Man up. I, when I went I'd down there and it. fought that queen alien with the gun and the blowtorch. You know what, it's Alex? Like, God, the I story like, again, Ripley? God damn it. I like a partner in bed who tells me what I'm doing wrong and then challenges me to improve. I'm all for it. I'm not one of those stubborn assholes who's like, no, I'm doing it right. This is the best you've ever had it. I'm, I'm a learner. I'm a fucking learner. You know what? I, I admire that in you, Jonathan. Oh, so now you're coming around. Now now you approve of my choice. Well, I, thanks, Dad. You know thanks, what? Dad. <laughs> my two dads over here. <laughs> I, I, I can be moved. I mean, I'm not, I'm not beyond reason or, I guess, persuasion. But Brad, did I convince you? Did I fucking convince you? Yeah. No. I mean, I'll, Alex, I accept it. I accept your decisions. Jonathan, we love you no matter what you choose. It's fine. As long as you're humiliating Turtle, I'm, I'm on board. So why is She-Ra haunting you? What, what's She-Ra going to give you? I'm curious. I think she would be like a guardian angel to me. I think she would protect me. With her with her, with her, her little gray skull sword, her stupid sword, and her little bullshit armor, I think, she, I think she'd help me the best that she fucking could. She would, like, give you warnings, like, Jonathan, don't! And you'd be like, fuck She-Ra? Because like, she does have kind of a weird, boomy... Yeah. And I could go to her funeral, and at the funeral, I would meet that butterfly Klondike <laughs> koala bullshit bear, and I'd fuck the oh, shit out of him. Oh, you would fuck the shit out of him. Yep. Because I'd be going straight for Ripley, but outside of that, I'd still be a homosexual son of my pederast, so. Bestiality you're going to put on the mix now? Yep. I'm going to Oh, God. I'm going to fuck the shit out of that. Shiver does have nice hair. She was hot. She could give you some beauty. I'm tips. just saying, Ripley, Ripley would ride my dick. She would ride that dick all the way home. Oh, yeah, she would. Do we, do we need... I, I think I've made my case, guys. Yeah. I, I mean, good job. Yeah, done, I think done. it's awesome. If you don't want to take She-Ra, I'll take She-Ra. And yeah, I think definitely. that whole list was botched, Jonathan. I'll be honest. I mean, again, we'll love you no matter what you choose. It's your choice. But you should have gone with our council. Trust me. You're going to have more fun <laughs> with She-Ra. No. You're like, no, no. There's something about no. Ripley. I'm a straight man now, and I'm going to fuck the pussy I want. <laughs> and that's a little thing we like to call... Um... Guys, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Ram Jack. Episode 50, guys. It's a milestone. 50. Golden Jubilee. Episode 50. <laughs> Golden Jubilee. A um, lot of stuff happened today, if you think about it. A lot of stuff happened. Tons of stuff. I'm so risen. Much. Yeah, I'm back. Risen. Alex, uh, actually, before we go into all the contact information, uh, I would like to sing you a song. Oh, please do. Okay. I think I I'd think be this honored is to hear a song. You're, you're back, and so you're, you're, you're here to celebrate your, you know, your, your life and your spirit. So happy birthday to Alex. Aww. Happy birthday to Alex. Happy birthday, dear Alex. Happy birthday to you. Yay. Now, by the time this episode is posted, <laughs> your birthday will have come and gone. <laughs> but as of now, as we record this, your birthday has not arrived as of yet. Very true. And thank you, Jonathan. I really enjoyed that song. Alex, how old are you going to be? I'm going to be 27 years old. You're 27 so old. years old. 27 years I'm, young, I should say. Yeah. I'm on the right side of 30. And, um... Yep. <laughs> yep. Still, I'm in my late 20s. Thanks, Jonathan. I appreciate that. You are welcome. I don't know why, but after you saying that, I was reminded of the time you talked about, um, Sex in the City 2, the Liza Minnelli cover of, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 you ended with. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I want to do... Happy birthday to, to you. you. Good luck. <laughs> oh, fuck. And then the trumpets come in. 
I'm going to get that. Guys, if you want to get in contact with Ramjack, there's a variety of ways you can do that. Um, you can call us by phoning 206-339-5894. You can email us at ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website, curiosityabounds.com forward slash ramjack. There's Facebook. Go there. Ramjack is also up and running on Twitter, as it has been for quite some time. But we just got a bunch of new followers, so be sure to sure to check that out at twitter.com forward slash ramjackpodcast. I have the website up in the in a window on my computer, and I'm actually seeing the Twitter feed. Good job, guys. This is some funny stuff. It's good stuff. Please give us ratings, iTunes, subscribe there, subscribe any way you can, tell all your friends. Draw some fears. I That's still in the mix. Fred, <laughs> episode 50. Just let it go. We're, we're moving on. It's the second half of the century in Golden terms of the Jubilee. podcast. What are your fears of the Jubilee? I would also like to send a shout out to a, a young man who Candy Stripes on the weekends is just doing his part uh, to help out. And that would be Fat Albert. Friend of the show. He... He did send in. He called in on oh. my death. I remember hearing that. Yeah, yeah. and I want to thank you, Fat Albert. I really appreciate it. Well, guys, you know if things don't work out with Ripley, then and they I won't. Could, shh, oh. As I was saying, if things don't work out with Ripley, I could always go for a slice of.
good luck. <laughs>